You know what I want you to do? I want you to get out of your seat. Make your way down these aisles. I'm going to pray for you. Come down right now. If you need the Lord, come down right now. Mm-hmm. 
y'all but that took me back oh that took me back oh i was in there i was in there i was trying to figure out how we was gonna transition but god just told me to flow let's go ahead and kick it in the prayer because i don't know about y'all but that 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 right there oh yeah that had me i don't know how i'm baptocostal like i i well, i kind of do know how but i don't i, I ain't realize it was a real thing until i started speaking in tongues to that song i said lord how you how you, this is a baptist song <laughs> and i'm over here speaking this song going in lord jesus let's go into prayer Father God, we thank you. Yes, God, we thank you, oh God, just for waking us up this morning, God. God, we thank you for keeping us, protecting us, God, shielding us, God, and blessing us. We thank you, oh God, that you woke us up, oh God, on this morning with the finger of your love, with new grace and new mercy. God, we thank you that last night was not our last night. Our headboard didn't become our tombstone overnight. God, we thank you that you protected our family and our faith and our finances as we slept and we slumbered on last night. God, we thank you, oh God. God, that your shield of protection was around us, oh God, and that you allowed us to wake up on today with purpose, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that you allowed us to wake up with a sober mind and the activity of our limb. God, we thank you that you allowed us to wake up with a roof over our head, shoes on our feet, clothes on our back, and food in our belly, and the refrigerator. We thank you for cars and gas in the car. God, we thank you for jobs and better jobs. We thank you for raises, bonuses, and benefits. God, we thank you, oh God, that you have blessed us with all that we need on today, God. Before we we come to you asking you for anything, God. We just want to take the time to thank you for everything that you have done for us. God, we bless you for our family and our children. We thank you, oh God, that they woke up in their right mind, God, that they weren't harmed overnight. God, we thank you, oh God, that you protected our possessions. God, we bless you, oh God, just for all that you are. Father, with a sense of gratitude, we come to you and we start our day off saying thank you for this grace, for this mercy. We thank you for Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sin, that we may still be considered righteous on today, and that the Holy Spirit was given unto us, that we will be able to minister unto the earth. God, we thank you, oh, for dominion and power and authority. We thank you for power and influence. God, we thank you for the gifts that you have embedded in us. God, we thank you. God, we thank you right now, God, just for you being God all by yourself. Ooh. 
Father, even as we come before you on today, God, we even ask for forgiveness. God, we thank you for forgiveness because it is already given unto us. But God, we just still ask for it, oh God. We ask that your people will forgive us for every sin, transgression, and every iniquity, any offense that we have created in the earth and to you or your people. We ask that you will forgive us, oh God. God, create forgiveness within our heart. Let there be no animosity and jealousy, strife, envy, bitterness within us, oh God. Remove all those things out of our heart, oh God, mm, that we will not have a deceitful heart, creating us a claim heart, renewing us a right spirit, that we may worship you in spirit and in truth on today, that we'll be able to move effectively throughout the land, accomplishing all that you have set before us on today, God, fulfilling every task that you have set before us on today, God, we thank you, because even as we pray, you said in your word that if we believe that we've received it, then it shall be so, so we thank you, oh God, that even now, God, elements are moving into place to fulfill your will, God. We bless you for it. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it. God, we thank you, oh God, that you're downloading into us all the resources, wisdom, and knowledge that we need for today. God, we thank you that you're downloading into us the ambition that we need on today. God, we thank you that you're giving us the inspiration that we need on today to move forward. God, we thank you just for all that you are, all that you're doing. God, we just thank you that no weapon formed against us was able to prosper and is able to prosper. God, we thank you, oh God, that the enemy shall not be able to delay us, deny us, distract us, devour us, or destroy us, nor discourage us, but we shall move forward on this day in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare that this day shall be blessed. We decree and declare that we shall fulfill your will on this day. God, we decree and declare that we shall be a positive impact on somebody's life, oh God. We decree and declare that we shall be a blessing, oh God, not only to the people that we know, God, but even to the people that we don't know. God, we speak by faith. God, that we shall be a blessing on today to your people, that we shall fulfill, fulfill all that you have called for us in the earth. God, we ask that you remove our stony heart, remove the scales from our eyes and unstop our ears, that we may be able to see in the realm of the spirit as you have called us to, oh God, that we'll be able to hear and feel as though you have called us into the spirit, God. God, download into us mm, all that you want us to see and all that you want us to hear, God. Open us up that we'll be able to receive all that you desire to deposit and impart into us on today in this room. God, cover this room that it will be a blessing to someone else. So God, cover this room that it will be positive and impactful, God, that, be, that it will be educational and entertaining. God, that it will be edifying right now in the name of Jesus. Mm, and we speak it by faith, oh God, because we know it is so. God, we speak it by faith that we know it is so. God, we speak it by faith because we know it is so. God, we thank you for the testimonies, oh God, that are forming right now. God, we thank you for the testimonies that shall be released on this room, oh God. We thank you for the testimonies that shall come from this space right now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for the miracle signs and wonders and the breakthroughs. God, we thank you because it is coming now. God, we thank you that it is coming now. We thank you that it is coming now. We thank you that it is coming now, God. Mm, and it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I'm going to stop right there. Mm. God, cover our minds. God, cover our minds. Oh, Jesus. I feel like praying. Ooh, that song messed me up this morning. That was in my, it was the cadence to that song that they had. 
And it's just all in my spirit this morning. I woke up with that song in my spirit because that's really a charge that I got to keep. Some mornings I don't want to wake up and do what God has called me to do. But I thank God every morning that whoo, something arrests me and says, son, I've called you to greater. So I'm going to just go ahead and cut to the next song. And then we coming right, right back so I can give the scripture of the day. Is that okay? All right, cool, cool, cool. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> 
gonna do, gonna do it now. You're gonna do, gonna do it now. Or does somebody say, you stand? Hallelujah. Clap your hands, everybody. Clap your hands, everybody. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Uh-uh. Y'all know how I am. Finish the clap. Y'all gotta finish the clap. Clap your hands, everybody. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Glory to God. Y'all got, uh, we, this ain't church, but we act like it's church sometimes. Hallelujah. You got to finish that praise off. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you called off work today. We just want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. With that being said, I'm out of breath. Woo. Yeah, I had to catch my breath. Y'all know I be praising and up jumping around. That's why I don't go live during the 8 o'clock hour when I'm playing music because I just be on fire for God at like at 8 o'clock in the morning. Can't nobody see me. We just be on here having fun. And I don't know about y'all and what y'all be doing, but when I be getting ready for work this early in the morning and I'm on fire for God, I just be up, lit, turning, dancing, doing TikTok dances while I'm putting on my clothes, putting on deodorants, doing that. Yeah. And I'll just be enjoying God because that's what we need. I don't know how, like sometimes, it depends on how early I get up though. If I get up early enough, sometimes I be want to hear the shaka maka 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 maka. You know how they be speaking in tongues. I be want to hear that sometimes early in the morning. But some mornings, I don't be want to hear that. I be want to hear God first. Then I hear that. And then I want to just be like, God, you know what? You right. You got it. Let's go. Because God be having to amp me up for the daytime. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I'm a people. Pro- I love God's people. But y'all crazy. Y'all get on my nerves, right? So I be having to like, have my, my, my one-on-one with God in the morning so he can get me out for the day to deal with people. Because most of the time, I be like, God, come on now. You know you know I love your people, but I don't want to go to hell because I low-key don't want to talk to them. But, you know, that's my assignment. So, God, what you, you know what? Okay, cool. Let's let's go. Let's pray. Let's let's get into this pep talk. And then after me and God get into a pep talk, we're like, boom, we're excited for the day. So then we just be up, you know, having fun. So that's kind of how my morning has started off. I know this ain't check-in yet, but Google finna go off in a minute and let me know it's time for us to check in. So I was just gonna let you know I had started my day off the right way. And it was real dope. Cause you know, having that time with God is really amazing. You really get a pep talk and revelation for the day. Like I told you, I used to do my TV show called The Daily Briefing. And I started that show only because I used to literally think of how the president used to wake up every morning to a folder of all the things he got addressed throughout the day and deal with throughout the day because you know he got an assignment he got he got a call he got a charge he got a keep you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know what i'm saying and it's like shoot god if i want to you know be that esteemed or whatever the case you have called me to it's like i gotta go ahead and build that discipline in me now so every morning i'm really trying to discipline myself to get up have that time with God. Get your mind together. Get yourself right so you won't be reluctant to do what he has called you to do throughout the day. You know, there are times when, you know, you see something and you're reluctant to do it. God is saying, God is saying something in your spirit, and then oftentimes you get reluctant to do it. But truth be told, when you have those moments in prayer and you're able to talk to God and God is able to download into you the agenda for your day and what's going to happen to you, it's like those. Thank you, Google. It's time to stand up, stretch, and make you some breakfast. Thank you. 
But yeah, when you have that time with God in the morning, so he's able to download those unexpected things into your, your mind, your spirit. He's able to reveal certain things to you. Then guess what? When you encounter them throughout the day, you'll know how to respond and react. Why? Because your your perception of it has already been cultivated by the voice of God. Oh, that was so powerful. I'm so serious. Your perception of it has already been cultivated by the voice of God. Because why? You have took that time in your in the early part of your day to address God and, and allow God to, to inform you on what he's about to put you through throughout the day in the journey or whatever the case may be. I'm telling you, it's a whole powerful thing. But listen, I ain't finna preach. Google them when I'm telling me I got to keep with the schedule and program. So I'm finna go ahead and do that. Y'all know that's why y'all got all these other powerful people in here to come in here and preach and speak. So we're going to go ahead and, you know, get to the scripture of the day. The scripture of the day, though, it comes from Romans chapter number 13. Romans chapter number 13. I'm just going to read verse 1. And what's interesting about it is, <laughs> oh, wow. What's interesting about it is this is a very controversial type of scripture. And it only comes up. Doing like certain times or like the year or doing certain points. However, I believe it is a very powerful scripture. But I think it has to be taught a lot of times the right way, even to adults. Because I think, you know, never mind. I'm just going to read the scripture and we're just going to go with what the scripture say. Scripture says, Romans chapter 13. When I don't give you a verse, you would assume the first. So Romans chapter 13, starting at the first verse, and it reads, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. Hmm. Granted by his permission and sanction. And those which exist have been put in place by God. Hear that one more time. I'm going to read it one more time and see what, see what y'all feel about it. It says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no other authority except from God. In quotations it says, and this is amplified, so in quotations it says, granted by his permission and sanction, and those which exist have been put in place by God. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and leave that right there. Because, you know, there's another scripture that I like to teach when I'm teaching this scripture, and it's in Colossians. But I think oftentimes when we see people in place, when we see people in position, and we talked about witchcraft earlier this week, I think on Monday. Shout out, that episode is available on podcast too. But yeah, um, we talked about witchcraft earlier this week, and it's interesting because sometimes we can see wicked leadership. I mean, we are, most of us black, we we can remember a time where grandma and grandpa and them told a story about wicked leadership and People in authority, those are always this, that, and the other. And I believe, and this is just my opinion, and we're going to talk about it a little later on as we discuss this thing, but I believe that no matter what type of authority that we're under, whether it be wicked, whether it be evil, whether it be like, not like, that it is all God's sin. And it's all for a purpose. Yeah, there are going to be times where we rebels, where we're going to be rebels. There are going to be times where we speak out, speak up, just as D Jesus did. However, I think there's a way that we have to do it. There's a, a certain response for us as believers, us as Christians, even when it comes to certain things like voting, which is something that we're going to address because the midterm elections is literally next Tuesday. And I don't know about y'all states, but my state is going to my state is going to impact the nation because with Georgia. We got last last election we sent and uh, what's his name? Um, Jamal Bryant addressing the recent video video. We sent the black man and the Jew to the Senate last time, and now we got 
this black man and this other black man, and one is really not that young. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, yeah, this is this is an interesting thing because you know, even though this scripture lets us know that God puts our authorities in place and all this other stuff, we know that God is not a force for God, and we have the ability to speak up. We have the ability to even plead to God. We have the ability to even let our voices be heard, whether that is a vote or a prayer. Come on now, somebody. But we have to also be willing to, to submit to God's will. Listen, I'm going to stop right there because I know it's time to check in. And we're going to get into a lot of this as we get to this conversation because a lot has been going on. And it's November. A lot finna shake up. Like, I just feel it in my spirit. I just feel it. A lot finna shake up in this season. But... Before it shake up, you know, us as prophetic people, people of God who are inclined to the spirit, I definitely want to have these conversations so we can be proactive and not reactive. Does that make sense? Okay, cool, cool, cool. So with that being said, let's go ahead and cut to a song break real quick, and then we coming back to uh, go ahead and check in, okay? All right, let's go. Is that God told me that my wilderness was not permanent? Say your neighbor, say your wilderness is not permanent. It's only a temporary situation. Just touch about three people and tell them what you're going through. It's only a test. It's only a test. It's only a test.
Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home for work, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you caught off work today. We just want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude right spirit, right people, right laughter, right, all of that good, right stuff. Whew. With that being said, it's time for us to go ahead and check in. It's time for us to go ahead and check in. I'm going to go ahead and check in really quickly because um, I died and gave you all part of my morning. I started my morning off, right? I started my morning off with God. Um, I want to have more time with God, honestly. Um, yeah, I just really do. I want to go, like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just been feeling really prophetic lately. But as a prophet, our ways are so different because we operate based off of what God is saying and what God is doing, not oftentimes what we feel. And I really, that's why one thing, like, they really don't be teaching in these schools of the prophets and stuff. They just be teaching prophets that you don't go to the third realm to heaven. But it's really like, how effective are you in the earth if you're a prophet? Like, well, everybody want to claim to be a prophet nowadays. Like, hey. Are you really do? I had a consultation yesterday. That's what I'm saying. I had a consultation yesterday. Somebody said, so I think I'm calling me a prophet. And I said, okay. Now, I ain't judging you. If you think you call, you call. But, I mean, are you doing this, like, prophesying and seeing stuff? Or has God given you an assignment? Like I was saying the other day, has God given you some instruction and ingredients with that vision that you see? Because if God ain't giving you no instruction with it, or no no instructions and no ingredients with that vision you see, you might just be hallucinating. You might need to check your atmosphere. I'm just saying. Because truth be told, and when I say atmosphere, I don't mean just your geographical atmosphere, but where you are where you are spiritually. Check your, your spiritual atmosphere. Check where you are because you may just be hallucinating the spirit to somebody saying, no, 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 no. Let's 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 see it right. Let's see it right. Because when you see it, you're gonna see some instructions and ingredients. And this season of my life, I'm telling people, get 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 all the instructions and ingredients you can get on what God is calling you to be. Even if you know it's not here yet, try to get the best and the as much as possible. That's why we're going to have an interesting conversation tomorrow, too. I'm excited about this week. I really am, because this has been an amazing week. We were talking about money. We were talking about witchcraft, especially witchcraft in the church and all that other good stuff. So it kind of made me excited. But with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and check in, because well, I can tell you, this is going to be a fun conversation today. Um, I haven't had breakfast this morning. Yeah, I know I don't eat breakfast in the morning, um, or at least this early in the morning. Um, but as soon as I get to talking, I'm starting. So give me probably about 30 minutes, 40 minutes. I'll probably be down there cooking something. Um, I'm probably going to go down there and snatch one of the bananas up real quick. Um, just for the time being. Um, but yeah, that was about it. Um, <laughs> it's 57 degrees right now with a high of 75, um, partly cloudy, no rain today, which is going to be a good thing, but it's still a little cold. You know, fall is falling. You know, I love the autumn season. Let me call it that. It's the autumn season. And the good thing about that is daylight savings is about to take effect too on Sunday. And when daylight savings fall back, that's when I start falling back. I begin to hibernate. Yeah, I begin to transition. I ain't talking to nobody. I fall back. I be a bit, folks be really thinking I'd be like, Prophet, you was sleep at 10 o'clock? Yes, I got to be up at 6. I was I was sleep at 10, 9 o'clock. Ooh. And sometimes I'll even take a nap. 
know what I'm saying? And I still have to, I like, I be sleep by 10 o'clock because God has a habit of sometimes waking me up at two and three o'clock in the morning. And I will be up for at least an hour and a half looking over my notes, writing down extra notes, or just sitting there praying or seeing stuff. Like, it's just, that little watch, midnight watch hour will be cool. Not midnight watch hour, but that 3 a.m. watch, it'd be crazy. Yeah, it'd be crazy. God wake you up and you really have to, you know, write some stuff. But yeah, that's how it was for me. That's how it was. But yeah, that's my check-in. Do me a favor. Pull to refresh. See if you are on the stage. We're going to go ahead and go in that order. Miss Lashina, it's on you. do 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 Good morning, good morning, family. How y'all doing out there? All right, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Let's see what the weather is for today. It is 52 degrees and sunny here in the great state of Wisconsin. And the high is only going to be 69. Let's see, do I see any rain or anything? Okay, great, no rain, all right, good, good, good. So yes, that is what we have going on here. As for breakfast, you all know I have not had any breakfast yet, but I have had a little bit of water and some vitamins. I'm gonna finish the rest of this water. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to have. I don't know, I don't know. I'll grab something, um, but that is pretty much that. Have um, pretty solid day for me, but this weekend is gonna be a weekend of rest. Um, so yes, I am not booked this weekend, thank God. But I'm right back at it next weekend. So um, yeah, I'm just gonna take some time to relax and rejuvenate. And yes, I've been loving my naps this week coming in from work. I strip and it's like, yep, straight to the bed I go, get the nap in, yep. So I understand profit with the naps. Yes, sir, got to get the naps in, especially when you can. Um, So yeah, that's pretty much my day, definitely. What time you wake up from your naps? Because your naps sound like it's after five, and if that, that ain't no nap, you might as well just go and go to sleep. I do. I, my naps be long. My naps be long. I sleep a good two hours. I can I can sleep. And so then wake up. up at like 8 p.m.? Yes. And then we'll turn around and go right back to sleep. Holly, a week. <laughs> yes. We'll go right on back to sleep, Jesus. Sure will. Sure will. Um, so, yeah, definitely um, just enjoying my week of rest and relaxation. Um, so that is that as I head on out the door. Y'all know I'll be right right back. Awesome, awesome. See, I like I I can I don't like doing a late nap. I like going ahead and taking my nap early. Cause it's like every time I go to sleep, I get to refresh my day. So like after I wake up this morning, I like, you know, I do like a good four or five hours of work. So I probably take a nap around about twelve o'clock. You know what I'm saying? I get most of my work done while we're on the show and stuff like that, or try to get some of it done. But then I try to take a nap then because if I don't, I stay up trying to get work done. And if I do like Miss Lashina and don't like stop working till like four or five o'clock and try to take a nap then, I'm like her, I'll take a two hour nap, don't wake up till like seven to eight o'clock, but then I'll be ready to cook. <laughs> so I'll probably cook me something to eat, I eat, and then probably like 10 o'clock, I'm asleep again. So I probably wouldn't have got none of my work done for that day because well, I probably would have, because I didn't, you know, crunch most of it out. But all that late night evening stuff that I'm supposed to be paying attention to, oh, yeah, I don't pay attention to none of that, because for the rest of the day, I'm just going to be asleep. Like, 
I don't know about y'all, but I, I believe in getting as much sleep in as you get work in. And I tell people, I got like three, four jobs. So I be putting in four hours each on each one of them. You know what I'm saying? A three hours, you got to get them naps in. <laughs> you got to get them in. But thank you so much, Mr. Sheena. Um, who's next? Julie, it's on you. Do do do. Well, a pleasant good morning. How are you guys doing? I'm good this morning. You know, I'm excited to see y'all. Look, look at my breakfast, Prophet. Look at my breakfast this morning. Some sausages and yellow grapes. Oh, that look good. I know, period, boo. You said that's what? Sausages, like bologna, bologna, steamed bologna and grits. Oh, wow. Not bologna and grits. Okay, now. Listen. Who made that? You? Of course, you know. Oh. Of course, you know the island people. You know how we go. Oh, that look good. I know. You know, I I sure did enjoy that this morning with a cup of Milo, a cup of Milo. So you know, my belly's full. And um, also, Prophet, look what's coming back. The Bel Air is coming back. Oh. Oh, Bel Air is coming back, season two. Oh yes. Oh my God. They're okay. Really when is it? Um, hold on, hold on. Let, let me get the date for you. I was on it just now. That will be, hold on, season two. Oh, I know it is supposed to be, hold on. See, I think it already then started because from what I'm reading right now, they're already then, um, hold on, let me, from what I'm reading right now, because I'm reading from the actual site. Uh, let me put it on my PTR. But I think they're already supposed to be um doing something with it. But anyhow. Okay, I yeah, know I'm going to have to go look it up. Yeah. Let me yeah. see when they come out. But it's supposed to be coming. You know, we'd be locked in. <laughs> right. Um, but um, what, let me see what the weather is here in Orlando. Orlando, Orlando, Orlando. Today's a high, um, 72, high 83, um, 69, and there's nothing much other than um, the same thing, old thing in the news, you know, with Offset and who shot him and all those things and stuff like that. Yeah. What's crazy is how many conspiracy theories are, how many? Well, some, well, the lady who was there actually, oh my gosh, she did, she did a whole interview. I need to find that interview for you. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, she say um they wasn't even playing dice like our people said it was playing dice. They mm -hmm. said he was trying to break the fight, you understand? Mm -hmm. They're trying to break the fight. And they said that everybody when you get go in there, everybody didn't have no weapon except for a certain party that had their own weapon and that's who fired the weapon. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So everybody was blaming Kovo, whatever his name, Kovo, Kovo. Um, they, they, he was just trying to separate the him and Ox, Ox or take off whatever his name is, was trying to separate the fight. That's why when people fighting, I don't separate nothing. Let them fight. <laughs> You're not going to jump in at all, Julie? <laughs> unless, unless it's my, my mommy or my sisters or my siblings. But if a friend, I can tell you, say, sweetie, before I go outside, I say, sweetie, we ain't getting no fight today, no nothing. I just have that whole talk. I see you can be on your best behavior because you represent me and I represent you. Uh-uh, no, 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 no fight. Soon they hear, soon they hear you had an 1804 um, CEO was in a fight. No, mm -mm, I ain't going to be on no news. 
Facts. You're right about that. Mm, I don't separate fights, child. You you decide you want to go fight, go fight. <laughs> Listen, you want to go fight, go fight. <laughs> nah, if you're in the if you're in the right and the person being you know like that, I probably might jump in a little bit. But if you were the wrong and you want to be all up in people's face, uh uh-uh. uh, you by yourself, sweetie. I know right to die with that one. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, because I'm not I'm not the type of jump in type of person too. I mean, I break the fight up, but I mean, it depends. Cause break the fight. Race. You had, I don't want to be next to it. You were talking about break the fight. I don't want to be next to it. I mean, if it's my people though, I'm gonna try no, to break. Yeah. If it's my people, yes. And I saying let's go. You know, whatever. If somebody, you know, if, if especially if you are right too, I could try that. You know, so it wouldn't dissolve in a big fight. But if you want to be the day you feeling like you want to go fight, you know, so. Yeah, I understand. What's crazy is how people got so much video and footage that was released on social media. Like, and then one video you see, um, you see, I think his name Quavo. You see Quavo actually trying to walk off and like leave. And then that's when I guess the fight pursued then. But it's crazy because, I mean, of course, they're going to be on this for a minute. They're going to be thinking about this for a second. And here in Atlanta, they already doing um, murals on, like, little side street and walls and stuff because he was really impactful here to the Atlanta community. So we definitely going to be, you know, hearing about this for a second. Definitely. JY, it's on you, sir. Good morning, everyone. Um, right now it is um, 69, 70 degrees in the um, s- suburban Austin area where we have a high today of 82. You got to love Texas. <laughs> um, I'm eating a bowl of old person cereal, frosted mini wheats. I love me some mini wheats and it's got done walking. Some of y'all don't know. I haven't been able to walk my daughter to school for about almost over two weeks now because I started having like complications with my heart and chest area. So um, God is good. We got it back together. Um, got my, I was able to get my medicine because I haven't had my medicine for God knows how long. And it's funny, whenever I, I, t- I think right before it happened, I testified about how I haven't had my, hadn't had a, uh, employment, which means I ain't had any, uh, insurance for some time. I haven't had any issues as far as, you know, health-wise. And immediately, my body started going under a health attack. And I said, man, see, as soon as I testify about something, something always happens. But you know what? I'm not going to let the devil or anything try to stop me from speaking about how good God is. Uh, I got my health back again, so I'm up walking. Uh, but God is amazing and, and great. So uh, I'm just happy to be here. It was scary, y'all. I thought it was going to be a wrap. Uh, I couldn't lay down. Because my body felt like I was drowning. Um, but, you know, I'm good. We all right. Uh, I saw those videos too, Julian Prophet. Uh, like they actually was at a dice game, but it was over a basketball. Got, they started arguing over basketball. And um, there's some stuff that's going on behind the scenes um, that I don't know. We're not going to hear the last about this for a while. But apparently, like, that's Quavo and then was walking off. And then they just start shooting like 10 shots. Like, and, and offset, I mean, uh, takeoff wasn't even part of the argument. He was just chilling, just being an innocent bystander. So, you know, I don't know, man. People just, 
you know, there's a lot behind stuff. So just pray, pray for our nation, pray for everybody, pray for our generations. Uh, we we need to just pray right now. So, um, but look forward to the convo. Thank you so much, JY. Listen, as you were talking, and I'm been trying to be prophetic. I like to write my stuff down. Yeah, and I just like writing it down and ministering to stuff. And like, I people don't know how many notes I really be taking after this. But <laughs> what's interesting is, as you were talking, you were talking about your testimony. The spirit of the Lord began to reveal to me, um, and that's. You know, it's not deep, but it's just the strength of someone's testimony is the fact that whenever they tell the testimony, the test that comes after the testimony. Because, yes, the testimony was the lesson that you learned before after go, before having to have the test of the testimony. Oftentimes we think that, oh, well, I done went through this test and I didn't pass the test, so now I have this testimony. No. We get the testimony because we go through the process of God trying to teach us something, us learning something. We use the testimony as though, hey, this is what I've learned. This is what, you know, this is what I've taught. But after you profess and proclaim the testimony, after you make the public statement of the testimony, that's when the true test comes. Because the strength of the testimony is found in the test that comes afterwards to see, how am I going to stand strong on the testimony that I just gave publicly? Just like as you confess your vows in a marriage before all the people, but then at the end of the day, you still have to go through the war fight that marriage and trying to see how strong it's going to last. Same with that testimony. So as it concerns, you know what I'm saying, man, your health and all that other stuff, continue to stay strong and continue to walk in that testimony that you have defeated that thing. Because as you continue to walk in that testimony and give it power, so shall you see the manifestation of it in your body. All right? All right. Trey, it's on you. do 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 Well, life now is sweet, and my joy is complete, for I'm saved, saved, saved. Good morning, everybody. What a wonderful day today is. Um, I have already had breakfast for today, and I am back in the bed, praise our God. Um, so, yeah, I have a very busy day, so this is my nap time, because once I get back up, I'm not going to be able to rest until probably around 11 o'clock tonight. So, um, yeah, it feels good outside, but it's going to be 80 today. So that's not cool. But, yeah, that's all I got for you. God bless you all. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Trey said, this is my nap time right now. Because what you said, Trey, once you wake up, oh, it's on the road. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. I definitely understand. Well, thank you so much for being in with us. Thank you so much for being in with us. Listen, we got two more people. It's nine o'clock. We got two more people. Thank you so much to Bond for being down there. Listen, if you want to come up, feel free to come on up here and engage with us. You know what I'm saying? We love to, you know, engage with our audience. So feel free to come on up if you would like. But I'm throwing it over to Miss Evan now. Evan, it's on you. Do 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 do. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Happy Thursday. Um, it is a beautiful day right now here in the DMV. It will not show me the temp, but I think it's supposed to be around 70. This week, this weekend is going to be like unusually warm here in the DMV. We're going to get up to like 76 or 77 on Saturday. So it's going to be beautiful. I'm uh, hoping I have the 
wherewithal to get out and enjoy it a little bit. Um, my baby's been homesick all week. She is finally off to school today. If I could have threw her on the bus, I would have. I was so happy. <laughs> so happy to say goodbye. So she's back to herself, thank God, and out the house. So am I, because she gave whatever it was to me. So we have turned the corner all as well. Um, I just made some bacon. And I'm going to drink a protein shake after that. I'm doing some schoolwork as we go. Um, it's going to be a good day, a chill day. I have two support groups today. So it's a busy one, but a good one. And I woke up this morning to one of the best emails I could have asked for, y'all. Your girl made the dean's list. Oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you. I pretty much kind of knew it was coming, but because of the grades I had. But that just it's just a different thing to, like, see that email, you know, see your name right. on a certificate and all of that. <laughs> so that was pretty dope. I work hard, so grateful to see that payoff. But, yeah, that's it. Looking forward to getting into the convo. That's good. That's good. Listen, and I'm glad you kind of have that testimony because I think it's going to go with the conversation today. Because, you know, sometimes, um, you know, hard work is good, but sometimes people don't believe in always working hard. We believe in working smart, which is a good thing. But I think the hard work also builds that character in us. And I think it was Pastor Anthony that said, right, listen, everybody should have to uh, struggle to build character, which I agree with. But at what level? I don't know. At what level do we, I don't know. I think that accomplishment or the hard work is what makes us more accomplished and more ambitious to work. Because I think a lot of my generation don't want to work hard because of things being so easily handed to them. You know what I'm saying? Because truth is nowadays, yeah, it sounds good for us to get a degree and whatnot, but some some of these kids out here be like, you know what, I'm just going to go be this, that. I'm just going to be a gamer. I'm just going to be a YouTube commentator. I'm just going to do this, that, and other. And they find the success in it, which I can't knock them for it. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's like, huh, my type of people, you know, I'm millennial, I'm 29. We grew up with trying to always think of the heart. You know, mom and them had a nine to five. They woke up getting jobs, trying to take you to school and this and the other. And it built character in us. But these kids are different. They don't have to do what we do when it comes to hard work and working smart and stuff like that. So I be confused because, man, do we have to struggle? Like, because I know a lot of people like, man, I'm working hard too. I'm struggling, but I ain't saying the success is you. And I'm like, shoot, I don't even got as much success as I want to because I'm still struggling and working hard too. So I guess it's, it's in the eyes of each person, like for each his own, you know what I'm saying? But I definitely want to talk about that because, you know, for you to work hard to be on the Dean's List is a great accomplishment. And for other people who would probably like be jealous and stuff like that, it's like, well, no, working hard for her may not be you know, as hard for you because at the same time, you got to think about it, Evan, you got a lot on your plate and you still make the Dean's List. For somebody else like me who has time, I probably will be sitting around making excuses. Some say, oh, I got this, I got this, I ain't doing, no, you know what I'm saying? If you learn how to prioritize, and that's not even like working hard, but that's the thing that, that I think working smart comes into it, like time management, knowing how to be effective. Cause we've been talking about money all week. You know what I'm saying? Just getting a degree, investing on 
what, 2,400 hours and all them hours into that every week. That takes you up a whole nother price point. That's why they tell a lot of y'all, go back to school, get a degree, get a certification. So you won't have to work 80 hours a week and all that other stuff trying to put food in your kid's mouth. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Work smart, work hard. <laughs> Keith, I'm going to throw it over to you. We're going to cut to another song break, man. You checking in real quick. Do -do -do -do. That's on you. I'm sorry, you talking to me? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I got a call. Come back to me. All right, all right. So we're going to go ahead and just cut to a song break then. We're just going to go ahead and cut to a song break. Because, I mean, the truth is, like, I just think, you know what I'm saying, with the working hard, working, like, the working strategy that we have for America, we talked about earlier this week. We know the system isn't for us. We know the system isn't good for us. And then we know sometimes you can get back for being a clown. Like, you can just get backed up for being a clown. You can do hard work like Raphael Warnock and then have a clown just run up against you and you just really have to worry about certain things. And I don't think that should be fair, but that's the type of world we live in now where you can be an idiot and be successful sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that out loud, but that's just how it works. But I want to know, like, do, like, every successful person have to struggle or what is the, like, like, yeah, we're going we gonna to talk about it in just a second. Let me go ahead and try to cut to my song break, and then we're coming right, right back. Miss Lashita said, I was taking out to devotion this morning. Listen, I don't know about y'all, but I just woke up with that song in my spirit. I had a charge to keep. So, you know, I had to play that. But now I'm going to go ahead and cut to another uh, throwback because, you know, it's, thro it's blah, blah, blah. I'm mixing my words up. Slow down, prophet. It's Throwback Thursday, and y'all know on uh, Thursday, I love to praise my way through Thursday so I can go ahead and get to Friday because I'll be ready for Friday to wait that money to get hit and waiting for me to have my fun in the weekend. So, yeah, I'm finna cut to this, and then we're coming right back. It's a throwback classic from Carlton Pearson. Let's go. Oh, that's not what it was. We talk a lot about gospel music, but I come to find out the things that we're singing really nowadays aren't really gospel. They're inspirational, but they're not really gospel music. Because the gospel is the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection, and the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And see, back in the day, they used to sing the gospel. They sung songs that said, live and hear of me. That's the life. Died is saving. That's the death.
will sing with his praises.
Well, good morning. Good morning. Uh, 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 I wish you would. Uh, uh, I wanted to, but I can't do that right now. I want to still be here, too, but I'm still here without playing you. Give me a second. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, or maybe you called off work today. We just want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meeting with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, all that good, right stuff. With that being said, uh, Keith, you ready? Okay, if not, cool, cool. I'm going to still come back to you. Carlos, good morning. You want to go ahead and check in for us this morning? How you feeling? That's on you. Um, good morning, everybody. Um, it is 60 degrees here in New York City. Um, going to pull up at the office. Um, I've had my oatmeal this morning. Uh, had a little rough start. Didn't get much sleep last night. But it's aight. Um, have a protest today. Uh, well, we're rallying with a proper time to a protest um, today. Uh, what type so, of rally, Carlos? So um, today we are protesting um, this housing bill, housing allowance bill that needs to pass in New York. So that's the work for today. Okay, okay. Housing mess. Okay, a rally for housing allowance. That's what's up. That's what's up. It's a lot going down in New York right now. I heard y'all was like having to pay everybody who didn't get the vaccine and lost their job, like what, like two point nine million dollars, a billion dollars, something like that. Yeah, they're they're gonna back back pay some people, but there was only only certain kinds of workers, uh, so. like essential workers. Mm, well. Essential is different. So New York is still an at-will state. So if you're a job, you know, you're dealing with like private versus public and all that. So, um, mm. yeah. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Kind of interesting. Yeah. I was looking at it and looking into it. I was like, wow, all them people in New York. Now I wish they would have did something like that in Georgia, but you know, I ain't kind of lose my job because of that. But I mean, at least they're compensating them people some type of way. I mean, that's all that matters, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Listen, y'all know I love keeping me a Bible in one hand and a newspaper in another hand. And the great thing about that is I think that's what helps us bridge our culture. Um, yeah, know, I love standing up on my news. And it's interesting because even in the news right now, um, like I said, next week, we're having major elections, uh, which is why I think it's kind of interesting that Carlos says he's attending a rally slash protest right now because we're coming up on midterms and all that other stuff. And <laughs> it's interesting right now <laughs> in Georgia, and I mentioned it earlier, it's interesting right now in Georgia because for governor, we have Stacey Abrams running against each other. Um, not running against each other, but I, we have Stacey Abrams running against Brian Kemp, who is the current governor. And then for the U.S. Senate seat, we have Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker. And recently there was a video of Jamal Bryant being a being the great speaker that he is, speaking truth to power and addressing the issue or addressing the situation. He was being a little ableist though. Can we, can we, can we talk about that? 
being a little ableist. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get to it. I'm gonna actually play the clip real quick. I'm gonna actually play the clip real quick because I think it's very interesting, like how he addressed it. Because I think for so for me as a prophet and as someone who likes to use my platform, I love speaking on issues like this. And I think he does a great job. You know, like we said last week, having a per being a person who doesn't have much, I guess, authority, but he has influence. So he's able to speak in these moments. And um, like, I guess, you know, like I said, speak truth to power. I think it's very interesting. And I think we need a lot more, a lot of leaders to actually do the same thing. You know, now, as far as the ableist part, uh, I get you, Ebony, in a sense, but I'm gonna need you to break that down a little bit more. Look, let me play the um clip really quickly, and then we're gonna come right back to it. When the Republican Party of Georgia moved Herschel Walker from Texas to Georgia so that he could run for Senate, it's because change was taking too fast in the post-antebellum South. The state had been flipped blue and there are some principalities that were not prepared for a black man and a Jewish man to go to Senate at the exact same time. So they figured that they would delude us by picking somebody who they thought would in fact represent us better with a football than with a degree in philosophy. They thought we were so slow, that we were so stupid, that we would elect the lowest caricature of a stereotypical broken black man as opposed to somebody who is educated and erudite and focused. Y'all ain't ready for me today. Since Herschel Walker was 16 years old, white men been telling him what to do telling him what school to go to, where to live, where to eat, where to buy a house, where to run, where to sit down, where to sleep, where to pay for abortions, where to buy a gun. And they, you think they not gonna tell him how to vote? In 2022, we don't need a walker, we need a runner. We need somebody who gonna run and tell the truth about January 6th. Oh, okay, we need I somebody who gonna run and push for the cancellation of student loan debts. We need somebody who gonna run and make the former president respond to a subpoena. We don't need a walker, we need somebody who will be steadfast unmovable, always abounding, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Georgia, I need you to know, the slave Negroes y'all are used to don't live here no more. We can think for ourselves, function for ourselves, and vote for ourselves. Why? Because we don't need a walker. Okay, okay, okay. Now, listen, I ain't gonna care. <laughs> he did that to me. He did that. He spoke that. However, every now I get what you're saying. When you say, like, I just realized what ableist was. Well, I didn't just realize what it was, but I never thought about. I never thought that never came to my mind when I heard this. But now listening to it again with that. <laughs> was that the main frame set or mindset? It's like, oh yeah, okay, I kind of get it. But I think he was being more figurative than literal. And I think when you think about being ableist, you think it more like literal. But I think he just no, being figurative. You can do it. You can do it completely accidentally. And to be completely honest with you, I have not always had. 
that frame of mind, but it took me having an extremely premature child who they told me would not talk, would not walk, right. would not do any of the things that she's doing right now to, to, to change my stance. My daughter is the reason why I am even um, an activist or an advocate of any kind. Um, but to hear some of the comments so be, that were made. So be more specific then. What is, I will. What is, I will. I will. Okay. Here's an example. There were some comments made um, in comparison to radio. Um, that, first of all, okay. We know radio, the movie? Yes. Oh, okay. The, char- the character. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I do not. Okay, we know who Jamal is, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to say this, I'm trying to form it all because my my brain is going. Um, we know who Jamal is. We know that we know what his aspirations are. I'm just waiting for him to at some point run for an office. I don't know <laughs> if he's, he's giving modern day Martin Luther King if he's trying to like you know help influence whatever. That's what I feel like. He, you know, he's trying to use his voice to influence certain things, and that's you know that that's cool. Use your voice for what you want. Um. But I think there's lines. And I don't think that you have to denigrate the character of another. And I also don't think that you have to use ableist examples like radio, who has an intellectual disability, as brilliant as my daughter is. Did he say that in the whole message? Yes. He compared him to radio. Okay. Um, He also made a comment about we don't need a we don't need a walker. You know, we, we need a runner. Um, he, he's just, there's a little bit more to this, which is why I said it just, it gave very ableist. There are some people outside of my daughter that I absolutely love who even on this app have been compared to radio. Um, people, you know, that I consider friends that I love who have disabilities. And I just think there are some, first of all, using radio is like bottom of the barrel, less than intelligent example. If you want to make a dig at somebody, I feel like that's, that's really basic. I thought that was a little disappointing um, that he felt the need to do that. However, back to the core of it, that's just me as a parent and who's someone who's an advocate. I don't like that. But the core of what he was trying to say, he was really just trying to push you know, push not just for his person. He, you know, he opened up what the Republican Party was trying to do. You know, Georgia has undergone major changes, you know, flip blue for the first time in, in ever. Um, so I get it. I get it. He's using his, you know, using his influence, using his voice. Um, I get it. But there's a line of like, what's the word I want to use? I feel like sometimes we exploit, and Carlos might be able to help me a little, little bit better on this because my words are failing me. But there's a line of like exploitation that I feel like he he crosses um, for his own benefit. I've known Jamal since Cop, in, being in Coppin State University Auditorium with 30 members. We've all seen, those of us here from Maryland, we've seen the uprising of Jamal Bryant. And, um, you know, happy for him that he's been able to sustain in the midst of it all. He's got a brilliant mind. Nobody will ever question that. But sometimes I question what the end goal is in some of the things that he says and he does. And I don't always get it. It gives... I want to be really, really relevant, no matter the cost. 
no matter, you know, who I may offend or I want to make my point no matter what. And those radio comments just to, you know, land it here. The radio, the, you know, we don't need a walker. Eh, yeah, you play on words, but you're not thinking about who else you're hurting or you're offending when you do that. And we just got to see the bigger picture. I somewhat get it. I definitely somewhat get it. However, I want yeah, now when you when you compare the man to radio, that's kind of cruel. That's kind of mean. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you're saying the man is completely, you know, um, for lack of better words. Uh, yeah, I'm just not going to say it, whatever. That, However, he has a, that he has a disability. Right. I'll fill it in for you. Right, right. That he just has a disability. However, even if Okay, let me. I don't know because I'm I'm trying to be careful because not saying even if you take the fact that he has a disability out because I never knew Herschel Walker to have a disability. I just know people say he act like he got a disability the way he you know what I'm saying function and that's understandable. That's completely understandable. However, from his point of view and the way I heard that clip and that message, it's it's somewhat some of the same rhetoric that we give in this room. I mean, when you have a conversation with someone like Herschel Walker versus a conversation with someone who is degreed, who went to school, who does this for a living type of thing, then uh, then we all consider ourselves a little ableist sometimes. I don't know. As somebody who's been in this room, I could honestly say, and I know Carlos wouldn't, and I know Jay Charity wouldn't. I can't speak, and, and Monty either. Those are the only ones I can speak for because I just know them a little bit more personally outside of this, but none of us would ever sit in here for an ableist conversation. So I don't think that line is... Ever I don't think that's an ableist line. conversation. No, you said that we do it I'm in just this saying, room. If you, you said are, we do it. You said we, that's what I'm saying. I don't, but no, I don't that's what I'm saying. Like, if we're in the conversation, right, Ebony, so this is, this is what I mean by that. So if we're in the conversation, right, and y'all know me, I love playing devil's advocate. And for me to be someone to play devil advocate, not know too much about something, or even know a lot about it, but still want to push the grain on it, it's always preferred that the best option would be to go with the person who has the best information. And I think, you know, us as preachers and leaders, that's all that he is doing. He is not, I don't think he's intentionally trying to be an ableist, but I think he's putting the motive out there that, hey, if I'm going to push you to vote let me at least encourage the 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 hand of the voting because truth is i would love to like that's why i told people a long time and it's literally on my website for a long time i used to tell people no i'm not voting i don't support voting because what's the point of me voting for two idiots however there's it's a change now there's a shift i mean it was an idiot oh well we seen that with donald trump you know what I'm saying? Oh, well, cool. He drew this, he in. However, when it comes to things like this, where you pin two black men up against each other, granted, yeah, you shouldn't call, you know, you shouldn't make one of them seem slow. You shouldn't try to make one of them seem like, you know, he's ineffective and all that other stuff. However, I think that there is a, uh, a, a responsibility for us as leaders, especially him as being an important leader or, you know, you know, impacting one of the largest churches here in Georgia, I think there is a point where you have to say, let's go ahead and look at apples and apples and oranges and oranges and say, this is what it is, and let's go with this. I mean, granted, he got the pulpit, but, and that's why they had a, the separation of church and state and all the other stuff, so you can't do stuff like that. However, 
Bro, I think that was the right decision. I, I mean, I get it. What you say, he's, he's been, I get you. I really do get your point. But I think as a leader, uh, what 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 should what should he have done? Cleaned it up a little bit better to where he didn't call the man uh, retarded. Okay, so I'll jump in. I'll jump in here. So let's okay. not use the R word. My um, fault. I'm sorry. Um, it's different when you are aware and you say you function in these spaces of justice. Um, and I hear exactly what Ebony's saying. Um, because if your justice is for all people, th- there's there's no way that, and I'm, I'm trying to, to say this right because he's, he's in my community, right? Um, there's no way that you function in these justice spaces and you're not aware of ableist comments, right? Um, so like the comparison to radio was, was not good. Like it was a very poor judgment, right? Um, because radio was actually a, a stereotype that was perpetuated, right? And um, that reference to people being like radio, saying that people are like radio has done a lot of harm to people, right? Uh, and it continues to, and it's, it's brought something back up. When I saw it immediately, um, Ebony, when I saw the meme, I cringed also because I saw someone that I loved very dearly as a preacher and leader post the meme. And people were laughing and it wasn't uh, until Kyle made a post that that same leader came back and was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I shouldn't have done it. Right. Uh, because I was aware, you know, it got caught up in that moment. And I think um, that. We have to be so aware um, as leaders of the things we say, especially when we do have the platform, Um, even though it may be catchy, even though it may be something that people you think are going to hype the people up. It also has other implications many times. Right. And so, like, even when I just listened to the clip and I heard, you know, y'all, you know, think we slow enough and all that. Like, like, come on, like, <laughs> like, you know. Um, I mean, but we had those same remarks. Never mind. No, I, no, I don't want. I, let's let's be careful, who, Sam. Who, who are we talking about, Carlos? And where is the clip? Oh, uh, so, so, um, so the clip was played. Um, so how it started was, um, we're talking about doing advocacy work, and Prophet had already primed um conversation today. Um, he brought up the clip with Jamal, um, talking about Herschel Walker. And Ebony brought up about, you know, that the comments were ableist, right? Um, even the clips, the parts of the clip that were not heard when he compared Herschel Walker to radio and all that stuff. And so we're just talking about, you know, being ableist and how that manifests itself. Um, yeah, so this is kind of where we are. But Prophet, I don't, I don't, I would disagree that we do that because, um, no, it's, it's not a we. Well, I wouldn't say we as an us. I'm just, you know, generalizing. But oftentimes people, we, you know, when we know we have work, and that's another thing, if we know we work to that experience, so we have this type of knowledge, then we try to compare oranges to apples. Like, you know, this man has already been sit- sitting for two years. He does this type of work, but not only in his um, capacity as a politician now, but he has been doing this work in his capacity as a pastor already. His degree, his, you know, his, what's the word we use this week, the vocabulary word for this week? He is eminently employable. Like, right, which which makes, which makes it even worse. 
it makes it, it makes it even worse. But we're not talking about someone who does not have the knowledge of how that type of language is offensive. I, I I think that that that's a stark difference that Ebony's pointing out. Like, there's an awareness there. We can't say that there's an ignorance to oh he didn't know, right? And and I'm talking from experience, someone who sits in the same spaces with him. Oh, he didn't know what. That 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 language is ableist and offensive. Can I say something? Yeah, what's up, honey? Hi, everybody. Good morning. It's early. Um, I, <laughs> I'm not going to weigh in too much on this because y'all know me. Um, but I feel like <laughs> we, we live in a world where it seems like everybody wants to go viral. <laughs> um, they need views. They need this, that, and the third. And it seems like either being extremely goofy or being scandalous is what's going to get you to certain levels of fame. And I think sometimes um, <laughs> people's agenda on getting those type of views, it just goes over terribly wrong. Um, not saying that that is what happened in this situation, but just like Ebony said, when you have a certain type of platform, there are things that you need to be paying attention to because it's, we're not talking about Nicki Minaj. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. These are important matters. There are certain things that we expect from certain people because of um, the areas that they're in, whether it be like in, in entertainment, um, just other areas. Um, There's certain things that we expect. Um, but out of this situation, that was something that's like, no. <laughs> so, Bonnie, do you believe he was wrong for his statements? Like, it wasn't true? I didn't, I won't say it wasn't true, but yes, he was wrong. He was wrong there, because... There's a, there's a certain way to say things. Okay. And then there's certain things that don't need to be said. <laughs> like, let's pay attention to who we're talking to and what the purpose is that we're all here for. You know what I'm saying? This is not a moment to be funny or hilarious. We're, we're speaking on serious matters, so let's be serious for once in our lives. And I think he was being very much serious. And that's the, But if that's he was the, being serious, that is it. <laughs> like, like, that's, that's the, the thing. We really have to address that because our country has been tricked by this voting thing once our before. Our what? And our country, our but nation. But look at our country. Look at, child, don't get me started. <laughs> our I think that's why these type of, I think that's why that type of, I wouldn't necessarily say that his rhetoric is needed. However, it brings up valid questions and it brings up things that we have to address. Especially if you live here in Georgia, you've been seeing some of these commercials. I mean, that, it didn't already got a little over ableist, in my opinion. The way what? these commercials been running. What, going back at each other, slandering each other? Yes. But that's dumb. That's always been dumb. People will slander somebody else to make themselves look good, and then somebody dig up some dirt on them. Stick to what you said your issues were. And yeah. then we'll actually get to see you for you and your character. But they show us their character all the time. There is none. Facts. 
But I mean, I think him as a leader, though, a spiritual leader who has influence, I think his job is to also address the the mud or the fog in the air. And I think that's what he was trying to do. You know what I'm saying? At the at the, at the expense of others, though, Prophet. What is at, at the expense of who, what others? So so what does radio rep what what does radio represent? Radio represents a football player who had disabilities who was able to overcome a lot of obstacles during his disability. Okay, what what was what was his perceived physical physical I say different abilities? I don't the know. way he looks. He he so, so, so I think, so I think that that's the point. Like, there are a lot of people who don't know. A lot of people don't have not connected or cannot connect the dots. And, um, you know, I really don't have much to say on the matter because Carlos has said um, much of what I would have said, um, but. Um, we also have to remember there is a, there, there are people who don't know, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and I also skirt on this, he's not my leader, you know? And so, you know, in opportunities to critique, he's not my leader. Um, and I, I just think that, you know, if we're all going to take on the bloodstain banner in social justice. If you decide to take that fight on, you have to know that your words have, um, there, you know, you're going to be critiqued because you can't compare certain things and not look to be, um, you know, pushed back when you say something that's offensive. That's it, Jared. Of course, of course. I mean, I, he's, I think he's always been someone that has been willing to hear pushback. He's always been someone that has been controversial and said what he feels. So I think he doesn't mind the pushback at all. But I, like I said, I really just applaud him for using the platform to at least address these issues. I don't think everybody has to be a social justice advocate and fighter for social justice and all this other stuff. I really don't. I don't believe everybody got got to you know go into that role and activity. But for those of us or those are the people who are in leadership roles, especially as it concerns like connecting to the community, like the pastors, like the politicians and stuff like that, especially the pastor, you have to address certain things like this. I think, you know, especially when you're, con I mean, no, your no. county, you do your not city, your members are in this area. Those are things that we have to address. We want to talk about teaching about finance and credit. Okay, well, we pushing them to vote, but let's educate them on you know, them going to vote. I can't be, if I was a pastor, I couldn't be a pastor that says, hey, yeah, go vote, but not properly encourage my members to vote, not necessarily no, in the right way, profit. but in a way that is impacting the community. Profit, you go get churches losing 501c status. You profit. cannot lead people how to vote. You cannot. You can encourage them to vote, but you cannot tell your members how to vote. Facts. There's a, right. there's a very thin line. That's number one. <laughs> number two, if you are not educated on the the justices of the world that need commenting, you might need to sit out of the race and let somebody else fight the battle for you because you run the risk of doing what Jamal did, saying something, running your mouth in a space where you have offended a group of people. And that is not fair. 
It is not fair at all. You don't get to tell me how to vote, but then malign me in the same conversation. How dare you? But I don't and I'm think not that interested was to in. everybody. That was to his church. He just so happened to be live. Nah, bro. You are, nah, you are nah, live streaming. You have, the, you have the... No, if you are live streaming, I have told everybody, including my daddy who is in Coffeeville, Mississippi. COVID took us from 2550 views to five and six hundred views in a week you cannot run the risk of being live and thinking that your words will not move from outside of the four walls that you master so if you say something and it is live streamed you should you should protect yourself Fact. Which is why when my daddy made the comment about dusty Mexicans, we <laughs> took the clip down, took that part out of his sermon, and reposted it. Because if you had not heard the context of what he said, you would have gotten offended. And since Jamal knows that he preaches on things that are current, he should have people in his corner who helps him write out and research some things so he's not constantly in trouble. But let me tell you something about Jamal Bryant. We are doing exactly what he wants us to do. Exactly. Exactly what he wants us to do. He says stuff because he knows we're going to talk about it. And because we talk about it, we have sent people to watch the video. We've sent people to give him another video, another analytic. He He did exactly what he wanted to do and we did exactly what he wanted us to do. And I'm going back on mute on Exactly. What's wrong with, hold on, hold on. Because I, I really want to raise this question too, because what's wrong with us having this conversation? He Kanye us, okay? You said That's what, Marnie? He Kanye us, okay? I'm, I'm so exactly. weak. But then another thing is, because I went and looked up, because. Um, uh, uh, you mentioned you mentioned Kyle earlier, and I went and looked up his comment. And comment said his comment said that Herschel Walker is problematic and a puppet, and the meme comparing him to um, Radio is ableist. And I agree, I agree. But at the same time, I think it's still the overall message of what that he was saying. Like the man was a puppet. The man isn't fit to be office. And I think that was something that I will I was focused on. Now I agree. You can't always encourage people which way to vote, which is why uh, for a long time I used to get fussed at because I told people, well, fine, I'm just not going to, I'm just going to be that radical one that says, hey, go vote this, go vote this. You know what I'm saying? Because I like people to push to make the right decision. However, I understand that when you're in the pulpit, when you're a pastor, you can't do that. You can't just push people to make the right decision, I guess. You can talk about making the right decision, but you can't influence them, I guess, to make the right decision, which is what you have to realize. You have to realize that the pulpit was not designed for political platforms. Your your pulpit is designed to preach the gospel, for it is by the preaching of the gospel that men are saved. And if you would keep that where it's supposed to be. But isn't the gospel that Jesus preached for social justice? Sir, even when Jesus addressed the issues of the day, his, his message was about repentance. His message, he didn't have to... Jamal is doing as as Jay Charity said. Jamal knows what he's doing. He is he is, and this is one of the reasons he got in trouble some years ago, uh, in in D.C. when he came up, and he's always trying to get the the photo op, the photo op of every situ- situation, every uh, current event, 
give me a break. Uh, is is all all he's doing is 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 building his platform by getting us to talk about something stupid or something we think is stupid that he said. Uh, if we if we were doing that, then we would always have Jamal on our mouth because constantly he's saying something stupid to get get a number of views. That's it. And Prophet, there's one th- I, I keep hearing you say this this one particular thing, and J Charity Degree talking about you know how if you're going live, but bump the lies. Jamal knows his level of influence. You don't get to say whatever it is that you just want to say and offend people when you know you have that level of influence. That's why sometimes even in this room, when certain things come up, we we may try to catch you because we know you don't mean harm, but we don't ever want to clip you to go out saying the R word or something like that. Like you have to realize your level of influence and he knows it. He's not ignorant to that. He's not ignorant. He plays it very well. Cause as long <laughs> as we're talking about something stupid, he said, we won't be talking about something stupid. He's done or another baby. So, you know, he's not done. That's the other he, he's baby not done me, I mean, every two, three years. So, I mean, you know, come on now. Like he knows what he's doing. Let's, the, he's not the one to play devil's advocate for a profit. Okay. He knows what he's doing. He's <laughs> fully aware. And like she said, we're, we're right here. But that's what I'm saying. Me. If he's fully aware of what he's doing, I don't see what's wrong with what he did. Like if y'all to give him advice, it's, if, uh, if y'all to give him advice, like if you was in the room, um, that's, 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 that's like, that's like I got high blood pressure and I take my happy behind to Popeye's and then I'm trying to figure out why the hell my pressure won't come down and why the hell I got a headache. You know what I'm saying? This, How is that this the nigga same? constantly does this foolishness. He constantly does this. And people walk into what he does every time because we have these conversations and we drive people. Just think about some of us. When certain topics come up or when certain people say something, we either become very mute or we leave. Because I don't want to be repeated on some things publicly. Period. Point blank. Even at the church that I work at, a conversation came up the other day. I got up and walked out because I didn't need I didn't need nobody to say what Charity said. Period. So I got Let me a question. Okay. Hold on, I got a quick question for the pastors here, and I'm glad Pastor Jacob. I wish Pastor Reed and Pastor Anthony was Pastor Anthony on the phone, but I got and then I got Sean in here. I got a question for the pastors here. Is there ever a point? as a leader where you address the social issues of your community from the standpoint of a leader, like, you know, from your platform, like that's how you got, that's the influence of you. I remember even, and I know Jacob was speaking up about it, but even when Jesus corrected Pharisees, he was telling them, oh yeah, y'all good at talking about collecting this tithe, the tenth of the deal and the spice and all the other stuff, but you neglect the more weightier matters like the law, justice, mercy, faithfulness, stuff like that. And when I think of scriptures like that, I think of, you know, how us as leaders, yes, granted, we're supposed to have the spiritual aspect, but at what point do we use that spiritual to impact what's going on naturally in our churches, in our communities, with the people that, you know, in our, like, they can't hear Jesus from us if we're not, you know, I guess, even impacting their basic needs. Like, they can't hear voting from us, I guess, if we can't encourage them that, you know, <laughs> there's some type of help found in this vote or hope found in this vote. If they vote and, and we keep getting wrong outcomes like Donald Trump's or Hosha Washington and stuff like this and not benefiting us, then what's the point of, I guess, preaching this 
or even, you know, just leaving it up to them or having this influence. Like, so that's my question. Do you as a leader, a spiritual leader, ever address things that happen in the community from the pulpit level? Okay, none of the pastors are jumping in, so I'm gonna say this. Absolutely, yes. You can address the issues that are going on in the community and not tell and not denigrate one leader or push them towards one leader. You can absolutely do that. Preachers do it all the time. How, come on now, how much? Uh, and Jamal is good for it. He, he's a perfect example of it. You know, the 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 George Floyd, the Breonna Taylor, all the things that have happened. Our, our preachers have been talking about it. They have to talk about it, especially when you pastor you know, communities of color, you pastor those who are marginalized. Of course, they're talking about it. That's not the issue. We're talking about the line of one, you know, uh, well, this came up from being ableist, um, not being offensive, but more specifically in what you're talking about, leading people to one candidate. You cannot do that. Even in voting lines, people can't, they can hand you those things, you know, the, the little cards, but they can't tell you yeah, no, nah, of course, like, of course. Say it. So, you know, our, our yeah, because you're not supposed to endorse a certain candidate as a Right. But yeah, we, should, we talk about the that. social issues all the time. So that's that's really not an issue. We talk about it. It it, it it happens every Sunday. Yeah, I definitely get that. But I mean just like the way of uh, like, you know, like talking about how do we address those social issues though? That's what I'm saying. Because I believe sometimes we'll address those social issues, but from a personal level, we never address the issues from a level of impacting the community. And I think that's what he did. I don't think he he was trying to be personal, personally ableist when he said it. I don't mean I don't. I mean that's just my opinion. That's just me. Um, however, I definitely believe it was something that a lot of leaders would have done when it comes to addressing what's really going on when it comes to their community. Like I said, that's why I want to hear from a person like Pastor Anthony. Like you're in Baltimore, I'm sure. Yeah, I got people who are running for a governor officer and stuff too, even like in Texas. You know what I'm saying? We are, everybody got somebody running right now. And I'm sure out of the two or three candidates that everybody got somebody running. Of course, somebody gonna think one of them an idiot for a lack of better words. Somebody gonna always think less of the person or think they're less qualified, they're less able to do the job. So that's why I think that, you know what I'm saying? I get where it comes off ableist. However, at what point do you address who is actually suitable and able to do the job, you know? Because I think if a lot of people would have spoke out about Donald Trump before Donald Trump, then Donald Trump would have never been Donald Trump as the former president, and we got all these... That ain't true. That. that ain't true, baby. Not saying, it was, not saying it's true, you know, not saying it is true, but just a hypothetical. If we had, you know, people who would be more advocates and speak up against the wrong decision when it comes from us voting... Yeah. We can talk about the issues that need to be covered, but we can't see that's and that's the other thing too, which is why I think there has to be a line because there's a candidate that may look right, they can tell us all the right things, but you can't bank Man. on them doing anything. They Man. can make you a million promises, but you can, you can't bank on what's gonna happen when they get in that office. You you just you can't. So as much as we all rallied against, rem remember we are what 15 percent of the world. We saw how that went with Donald Trump. Hillary had the, the popular vote, but he got it where it counted. And boom, he's there. And I think we need reform with those that, that whole voting system anyway. I really think it needs to go by popular vote, in my opinion. But, you know, we, we saw how that happened. So we can use our voices as much as we can to bring up the issues that matter. But we can't we can't leave them, 
you know, to a person. But All that, people is, that, encourage but Ebony, is that not the issues voice. that matter? Like the candidates that were putting in office, aren't those the issues that matter? No, what we matters start- is the stances on those issues. So let's say we're not getting enough funding for schooling. This particular candidate wants to push that. All we can do from the pulpit is talk about lack of funding, where you know where we feel it should go, et cetera, et cetera. It's up to you to do your due diligence to see what candidate is saying, you know, who's gonna do what or whatever. The pastor can't spoon feed you on what candidate is what and who's doing what. That's your job as a citizen. You should care more about your community. You should care more about your state and your nation to do your own research. But that's why a lot of them come to the church anyway, so they can express their views and their opinions. Or at least I know in my church. Mm, I don't know. In Birmingham, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, most of us don't understand the legal ramifications of a pastor getting up talking about, um, you know, how to vote. You know, we have a tax exempt um, certificate and getting up and talking about um, how how the church should vote is problematic because of that um that certificate you know that certificate is not bound by um how you voted or what candidate is in office you know what i'm saying and so it it's imperative that you know you talk about the issues that are plaguing our community but getting up telling folk how to vote mm-mm, that's that's just you you just can't do it period facts i agree because there's a thin line between endorsement and encouragement i definitely agree but a lot of pastors do that anyway i mean facts when 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 um the election came up between trump and biden i mean you got people calling for angels from africa (laughs) and um, well, there's a, a prominent apostle here in Texas by the name of, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm probably shouldn't, well, I can say the name, I guess, Ferguson. He made a whole big deal about, you know, the, the elephant versus the donkey. And the season of the donkey is over, you know, and he a black dude, you know, promoting, you know, Republican, you know, pushing a Republican office, you know, other prophets or people on here making a big deal like i've never seen so many people um push the rhetoric of voting for trump or whatever and this and the other now i did hear it on the other way when barack obama was running a lot of black ministers and preachers was pushing for obama and this and the other these people with 503 um with um nonprofits and this that and the other that are pushing who to vote for or whatever i mean back in the day politicians came to the church to sway your local your local um, community, uh, uh, councilman member will go to the church. There was a guy in um, Cincinnati who was coming to different churches, donating twenty five thousand dollars from some type of organization he so called had to these churches. Now he didn't kind of got in trouble for that, but that's what a lot of them were doing. So the end of the day is, um, shoot, I remember when I was at one church and the guy. He, um, a pastor I was going to, he was saying that if you vote for a person that uh, does not abolish, uh, uh, abolish abortion, then you ain't a Christian. That's what he told his parishioners. And there's a lot of people that was in that church. You know, so people have been doing that all the time and saying whatever, and that's their own opinion. 
because they can always push it as their own opinion, not necessarily. So not every church. church, not every church has a tax exempt. You also have to remember that we are not all created equal. <laughs> you have to remember that. And, got a and Carlos, excuse me for sounding elitist in this conversation, um, in this portion of the conversation. But here where I serve, it, there's absolutely no way that we could get up and say, we endorse this candidate. There's no way. There's too much money that flows through here. It's just not going to happen. Do we allow candidates to come here? Absolutely. But it is not a only Democrats. Everyone can come here. The governor is coming soon. Um, the the congresswoman um, who's running against Mark Rubio, Val Demons. We've all known her. I've known her since I was 13 years old. Um, and so there is relationship there, but there is a thin line, and you cannot cross that line because some of us do have tax exemptions that is utilized quite regularly. And some churches are not filed for um, not-for-profit religious organizations. There are some who are just LLCs, a way for them to be able to pay their mortgage and their rent. I'm not going to talk about those, um, but it is what it is. And, you know, I'm not mad at anyone who has <laughs> who has to pay um, you know, the way they have to, I'm not mad at anyone who has to live the way they have to live through their religious organization, but the fact still remains that not all ministries are created equal, period. But, but even those that have the nonprofit, um, status will say that just because I am an individual that is a pastor of that church doesn't mean that I am that church. You know what I'm saying? So a pastor, because that's pastors and on commercials for um, co um, for commissioner, county commissioners. And I know they have 503s because I've um, been into their board meetings because I was a minister there. And they on there speaking, saying, I endorse this person. But they don't put pastor in front of it. It'll say so-and-so, so-and-so. But, but they so... are a pastor. So as a human being, you have every right to say who you endorse as a human being. But in so, the capacity but, of a 501c3 pastor, your stuff if, 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 they say, if they say If they say this, if I say this, uh, uh, Yancey Temple Church of God in Christ supports this particular pastor, now I'm saying that the church itself is, is putting itself in that place. But if I say I James Yancey support this if person, I'm not just because I'm affiliated with this church or affiliated with whatever doesn't mean this, that, and the other. Now you can take it and say, uh, you can take it and say, all right, well, since he's here, this is the church is saying it. But no, I'm not saying that I'm part of this church, but people know that I'm a part of this church. So but I can that's say when it will become an ethical religion. issue. Like you as a private citizen, you absolutely can. But as a pastor, you know that you it kind of goes back to that influence because you know you have influence. Back. You know, I just feel like they're they're doing it, they're trying to do it in a uh politically correct way, but you're still you're still achieving the same thing. That that's an ethical issue. I'd have an issue if my pastor did something like that. Because you know what you're doing by getting on those commercials. You know what you're doing, you know your people gonna see it. 
you're just you're 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 just splitting hairs or trying to get it accomplished and you're being sneaky. I I would have an ethical issue with that. So real quick, let me good morning everybody. Let me just tap in real fast on this. Um while JY you can make that argument. Um it's kinda like the whole issue of you guys seen the YouTube videos where the 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 constitutionalists will um, challenge the police um, as to what they can and can't do, what they do or don't have to do in right. the name Talk of their, their rights. rights. You talking right. about the sovereign citizens? Um, no, not the sovereign citizens. Just regular people. You know, they'll they'll go. They do what? What do they call them? Um, um, uh, audits of the police departments, and they'll pull up and make sure they can access everything that they're legally allowed to access. Um, and while they oftentimes at the end of the day prevail, um, a lot of them end up getting themselves in a whole lot of hot water in the process. Um, and all in the name of trying to make a point um, right. and, and end up going through a whole lot of additional headache you could have avoided had you just stayed away from that, that particular issue in the first place. I just use that as an example because it's something that I see a lot, right? Um, while you can probably make the argument you're making, JY, at the end of the day, if the IRS decides to investigate your 501c3 status, because they're the ones who are going to do it, they're the ones who issued it, by the way, um, that's not an argument you want to have with that particular entity, simply because once they start digging in on you, then they're going to start pulling your tax records and because, you know, pulling your 990s and taking a look at what's going on. There, there are individuals and entities within the government that you just don't want to be on their radar. It's not worth the hassle. Back, People do it all the time. Yeah, people do it all the time. Yes, you see it. You see pastors jump up and declare their allegiance to a party or to a candidate um, all the time. Right? You see it happening. The problem is whether or not the small church has the financial wherewithal and the legal support to have that argument with the federal government, or is it just best for you to sit your behind on the bench and stay out the way? But the smaller right. church don't have that level of, of impact. They don't, which is why we've got to be careful about That's why you shouldn't do. be involved in it. Exactly. There, there's such thing as called punching above your weight class. Right. right? Like, you don't, this isn't a fight you need to be in. You're not prepared for that. You don't have the legal support for it. You don't have the deep enough pockets for it. Leave that to folks who can fight that kind of a fight. You can't fight that fight as a small church. You just can't. You don't have the resources for it. We need but that understand. wouldn't stop a small church, though, Pastor Anthony. Like that wouldn't stop a small church pastor from still speaking on these issues just as well as Jamal did. Again, that small church pastor can end up in a whole lot of hot water that he's not prepared for. Look, New Birth has the resources. Thanks. If Jamal Bryant gets his mouth, his mouth gets his behind in trouble. He's he individually has the resources, and the church has the resources to deter. Because here's the thing you got to understand. Governmental entities specifically will only tussle with folk who they think they can be. Yeah. A lot of corporations and large institutions get away with stuff because the government's like, I'm not about to exercise the manpower and the money to go fight with you because it's not worth it. You it's got not worth the headache. And we probably yeah. ain't going to win no way because they've got the legal resources to pull it off. Right. It's the reasons why um, a Walmart can get away with underpaying people and treating people poorly. But Joe's hardware shack of the street can't 
Because it's not worth the headache of battling with the army of attorneys that Walmart had. It's just not worth the headache. Let public let public pressure them into doing what they're gonna do. The government gonna stay out of it. It's not worth the it's not worth the aggravation. But past Bob's Anthony. freaking hardware shack down the street. Oh, we can crush them pretty easy. <laughs> Say Bob's hardware shack. <laughs> Go ahead, Jay. But past Anthony, the church. If 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 you're a pastor of a small church, I don't know how much. And I don't don't read into this. What I'm saying, everyone. Just this is very um, surface. What I'm saying. A pastor of a small church may not have as much of an impact for you. You know, you may have what 30, 40 votes or something. Let's say that much. You know, which those folks could matter. But someone like Pastor Jamal Bryant, for instance, he not only just has a, a large church. He but got he millions has, of he views. Has a glo- yeah, he has a global influence. So mm-hmm. having someone like that speak on my behalf matters a lot than Pastor so and so at um, Amazon Box Baptist Church. You know what I'm saying? So, sure. So that's what I mean. Like, so the people I'm talking about in the city, like for instance, as a nonprofit, there's no owners of a nonprofit. No one owns a nonprofit. You are te- the pastor there is technically an employee. He may sit on the board, but there, there, no one owns it. So as an employee, you can speak what you say. Now, granted, like, for instance, where I work at right now, I have to be careful. I have to sign stuff that I have to be careful of what I align myself with or say myself to because it could go back to that situation. So, yeah, you are taking a risk by stepping out there and this, that, and the other. But as an individual human being, you have the right to say who you endorse and who you don't endorse. Now you but can't again, say new birth, new birth endorses this client, this this person, but he can say I Jamal Bryant in, endorse this because I'm Jamal Bryant, not right. because but, I am new birth. Again, and that statement in and of itself isn't incorrect. The problem you run into, and as I said, a Jamal Bryant has the resources, both at the institution and individually. To have that argument, right? But uh, the pastor of the Amazon Box Baptist Church, however, should probably keep his mouth shut because he does not have the resources. If the IRS decides, let's go investigate. Uh, I, okay, I get what you're saying. It's not saying that it's quote unquote justified, but you put you you you're poking okay, the bear. So right, you're poking and I the bear. That too. I get what you're saying. Exactly. You're poking the bear. So here's it another question. Sense. Then to pivot off that, Pastor Anthony. Because I'm sorry to interrupt, but what if he's um, not a 501c3 pastor? Because I mean, doesn't matter. So let 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 let's clear let's clear the board of that conversation too. Every okay. church by default is a nonprofit. You don't need a 501c3 to be a nonprofit as Facts. a church. Okay, it's already codified. You saying church, okay. but you got to remember these quote. You know, like yeah, and, and this is this is not this particular church, but like source or the source LLC. Which may not be code, it might be a church or ministry, Correct. but it is not is coded as one. I'm going back on mute. Correct. Hello, it's hello. Really hello. important. So, if you're if you can establish yourself as a church, you are by default a nonprofit. A nonprofit, a right? Period. Period. And point blank. Right. However, especially receiving donations. Okay. So there, there's a couple of lines here you have to be aware of. Um, the 501c3 status has specific implications. Right, you need you do need to apply to become a five hundred one c three and get that determination letter from the IRS. Right, um, that has that carries different requirements, filing requirements, and responsibilities along with it. That can be revoked 
from a church if you run afoul of the rules, which is exactly what we're talking about right now. You get out here and you're you're, you're being overly political. They can pull your status from you. That's a lot of ramifications. You need to be aware of that reality, right? Um, there's also things called religious institutions, which are also, they're not churches. They are 501c3 status-having institutions, but they're not churches. And that's another category that can get themselves in trouble and that has a different set of filing requirements. So we got to be clear about what we're talking about. As a church so what's on its the status that allows you to speak on these type of issues, even though you're a church? Because without the implications of where about the government trying to come in and snatch you. Because I being know a non-501c3 church. You say a what? Being a non-501c3 church. Okay, facts. Would okay. theoretically give you the platform to do that. But again, you're going to run into other issues. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. Across pulpits, to uh, Dr. Hobson's point, we have no business being political anyway. And I'm going to say that, and I will stand on that statement. Your job is not to preach Democrat nor Republican. Your job is to preach the freaking Bible. Stop. Yes. We got to look. I, I, and it was another whole another conversation. I posted a clip of that sermon um, to get comments from some folk. Uh, because, again, my thought was while it's a great speech, uh-huh. I don't see how that was um, from a biblical perspective, which is our responsibility and our call and mandate from pulpits. How that was helpful. I don't get it. Maybe I'm stupid. Okay, fine. I don't have my doctorate. Okay, cool. Maybe maybe I'm missing that. Maybe that's what it is. I got three other degrees, so don't you close. Don't, don't do that. You close. But um, uh, but you know, uh, maybe I'm missing it. So I, I wanted to get the thoughts and opinions of others who may have more education in the space than I do. Um, me too. But yeah, I, I don't I don't see I don't see how that was helpful. But. I digress. Pastor Epson, when you say you don't see how it's helpful, you don't mean like how it's helpful to his message or to his cause or just helpful at all? To the body for the purpose of saving souls, because that is what we are called. That is the message we preach. That is the point of the message. But I mean, when you're preaching inside your own church, I don't think it's always about saving souls because most of them are already saved. It's about cultivating them. No, sir. No, sir. No. Every time he or she stands in that pulpit, if that goal is not to lead us closer to Jesus, you have wasted the time God has given you. You have disrespected the call that he has put on your life. And you have bothered me because you've wasted my time as well. If, if I could jump in. Um, Hello, and- right before you jump in, Carlos, right before you jump in, right before you jump in, because I want you to address this question. So, and I'm going to rephrase it one more time, because I get what you're saying, Pastor Anthony, but I really want some, I really want you to answer this question directly, because there is never a point where you address the issues of the community to your church. There's never a way you tie that in. That's not that's not what we said. We, yeah. we didn't Don't say like we didn't right. say don't, don't deal do. with the issue. Mm-hmm. What we said is you cannot endorse candidates. Right. Okay, and I get that. So so I'll say this. Thank y'all so much. Uh, thank you, Prof, for the question again. Um when you preach against the issues of injustice and systemic oppression. It does not require you to 
say names because oftentimes the obvious is obvious, right? And so um, I'm speaking slow because I want to phrase my words correctly, right? Um, if even in the type of prophetic preaching that Jesus did, which was all prophetic witness, right? Jesus never had to say Caesar. He never had to say Rome, <laughs> right? Because the preaching the conditions of the people and how God does not co-sign the conditions of the people allows the people to also come into an understanding themselves. That's the, that's the key. And I think Jacob would agree with me here. We haven't agreed in the past two weeks because we've been fighting. When you teach the people, right? They're able to open their eyes themselves and make informed decisions, right? right? Now, someone like myself, I don't mind calling out Trump of 45 in my sermons because that's my preaching style. However, also, I'm not a pastor. If I was a pastor and, and I had more space where I didn't have, where I wasn't itinerant all the time, then I would be able to cultivate a group of people that understand my language. But sometimes I got to call it out when I call it out, right? But you don't have to necessarily politicize the pulpit, but you do preach justice. You do preach equity. And the people, when you preach the people's situations, they'll say, you know what? What we're living in right now, well, who's responsible for that? And it also empowers them to be able to identify themselves what they see and what's not right in their own communities and find language to be able to use. We, the pulpit is, is an educational space, right? It should be a space where, where we are passing down language to empower our people to do this work ourselves. And so a lot of the, the heavy lifting, I, but I'm, I'm in circles with those that, that preach just like Jamal and we call it out, right? Right? And, and that's exactly what we do. But we also have to understand that along with that, you have to preach the situation and not just the obvious. Oh, and I'll, I'll land my yacht. Mr. Yacht, well, I'm glad I'm not a pastor. I'm just a little baby. We are too. We just host this little <laughs> Right. <laughs> you got jokes. <laughs> hey, listen. Praise God. Let me, let me tell you this. So, so okay, so here's how I, first of all, let me just say this. Good morning, everybody. First of all, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a wonderful <laughs> day. It's a good day. It is a good day. Let me just tell you, and let's just be honest. Let me tell you what I heard. Uh, that particular clip, I want you to know I was very entertained. I got to be honest. I was Me entertained. Too. It blessed my me soul. Too. It, it, I mean, it just, it, just blessed, it just blessed me. But I realized that I would never, ever say that over the, over the, over the airwaves or the uh, lectern of Kingdom Life Church. Here's why. Number one, of course, yeah, the 501c3 thing, that's yeah, 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 get on that. But the thing is, is that I want our people to recognize when something is off. If I train them through scripture, hey, this is something you need to look at. These are some things you need to think about. I, I never endorse a candidate. In fact, we've had candidates to want to come by and everything. 
come to the church and stuff like that. And if they come, um, they get nothing to say at all. And I, I might, I don't even really sometimes acknowledge them. Sometimes I might acknowledge them and say, hey, there's so-and-so. Thank you for being in the service with us. God bless. Okay. Let's continue with the, with what God's going to do. And we might start shouting this out. Oh, Who you knows? don't even give my mic for two minutes? No. No, sir. No, sir. No. 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 Don't do it. No. No, we never do that. And the reason we don't do that is because, again, with us being on, on video now and stuff like that, people will look in there and they will say, ooh, this person has some influence somehow. He has allowed this person to be able to, uh, he's swaying his congregation towards this person, and that's unfair. And let's, let's give him a hard time, you know, and I, and I don't need that. Believe, believe me, I don't need that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, training people to know what's going on, you know, what's happening. I talked to the church when, when, uh, when the other president was working, the last one, uh, before this one, I talked about narcissism, what that looks like. <laughs> I gave the definition of it, gave some scriptural references of what it looks like in scripture, and we use that. I mean, now here's the thing. I have some people that are straight up, they are Republican, whatever they are, they are, they just are, but they love me, and they love what I stand for. But one of the things I do, and I might talk personally to some and say what I need to say. Um, but my thoughts um, concerning a lot of things, sometimes it's not even everybody else's. So it is what it is because we all ha- are individuals. We have to, you know, but my 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 way of dealing with it is going biblically. You know, what does the Bible say about this? My other thing, too, is this. Let me but say then, this. Even with that, this. though, Pastor Charles, and I'm sorry to cut you off just, just a little bit. You even done cut me off. Oh. Let me say it again. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. But no, even going no. biblically, though, how does that teach people? I wouldn't say how does it teach people how to vote. But um, is there, um, how do you encourage people to still, you know, I guess follow the right way? Because, you know, here in Georgia, the abortion thing has been a big thing for us. And, you know, they both have two different views, but it's both goes off, I guess, the biblical principle. So how do you, I guess, navigate teaching that to your people of, hey, we stand behind this, not only because of moral but because of voting rights bible and stuff like that because truth be told people who are against abortion because the bible say it's against abortion i mean abortion is wrong whatever case may be will vote for Herschel walker just because he doesn't believe in it he's gonna ban it the bible doesn't so, say that the bible doesn't say that the bible doesn't say <laughs> yeah, that true. Bible doesn't say it. <laughs> you know but exactly. y'all know people be using the, y'all know they're talking about they're talking about murder and death and whatever but God yeah right y'all yeah. know the bible say anything yeah we got free choice so whatever <laughs> see y'all know people use see that anything. that's my that's my thing right there let's talk about that free choice Uh you have free choice when you you, when jesus calls for you you have the choice to answer him (laughs) you have to make that conscious choice that's what he does you know he's not coming on you and just making you do stuff he you know you have to yield to that you have to yield when we say the lord spoke to me and i and we have you have to actually yield to his voice lord that's like that's that's a that's a uh uh him right there I think you sound like an invitation to me, sir. Yeah, yeah. Open the doors of the church. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the we thing. offer you Christ to, to you. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you yield to Him, and so that's my that's my thing when I when it comes to all this stuff. We have to make a decision. 
not to. Now, if you make the decision to do something, that is your choice. And it needs to be an informed decision, though. But I'll be right there. If, if if you come out, you feel like it's it wrong, is not. It, it ain't Pastor Charles. It ain't Pastor Charles' job to educate you about how to vote. It is Pastor Absolutely. Charles' job yeah. to so, encourage you to vote. It's his job right. to lead you to Christ. It's his job to teach you the principles that are in that Bible. But it is not his job to give you an informed uh, way of voting. That's not his job. Your job is to go out there and figure it out. Because because this is the thing, all of us have different beliefs, whether we say right. we're on the same page or not. Some of us right. believe in abortion. Some of us don't believe in abortion. Some of right. us have been in the seat where we had to think about having abortion. And some of us make these judgments because it just doesn't seem right for someone to go and have an abortion. And wherever you sit on that helps you to decide if you are a person who believes in it or doesn't believe in it. Right. Some of us don't believe in affirmative, affirmative action. Some of us wasn't raised with all black people. Some of us wasn't raised in um, communities where we had candy ladies. Some of us didn't right. have those <laughs> those those lifestyles. And so yeah. because, because of that, I don't want someone to tell me how to vote based on what they are convicted on. I That's should good. be able to read for myself and be convicted and vote the way I feel is best for me. Now, That's but good. when you, if, if I'm in the crowd and you in that pulpit, you better be bringing a word from the Lord. Otherwise, <laughs> I am hell. I, I mean, like, my facial expressions are gone. I'm probably reading a book on my Kindle. I, I'm over it because you're wasting God's time. So, and, and this is the thing. Most people are not able to explain when they disconnect from the pulpit. But that's a disconnection when you tell me that you have done the research and you have figured out what's right, but you didn't consider what is important to me and to my body. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you, you don't, and, 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 and this is going to come out wrong. I already know, but I don't want a man telling me what's best for my body unless he has been to school and studied in um, gynecology. That's ableist, and though, J.K. I, I don't want, no, that, no, that's that not, ain't no, ableist, prophet. That's not ableist. That's not ableist. No, you I'm can't tell. That, no, no, prophet. Prophet, even more Jamal now, saying, even, no, even more now than before now, after having surgery on my bladder, after having all of the issues that I have had, some you know and many you don't know. I don't want to have no conversation with no man of God about my body because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Clearly. So you you have to take away that emotional and idol, idol, that idol making. Um, I don't know what the word is, but how we treat our pastors where they, they're the catch all, the know all and the be all for who we are as a people. That is not what they are called to be and or to do, period. And I'm done with it. Now, Prophet, how are you trying to relate ableism? Now, I, you, Because no, the way she was saying now. it was the same way I heard Jamal say, if you hear him, it was like, okay, well, how can you tell, you know, like, 
like she just said, she wouldn't want a man who doesn't ha who has not been through that process to tell her anything about going through that process. And I think Jamal was trying to do the same thing when he was talking about Herschel and Raphael. I'm so he, he was basically saying, why do we need a walker or somebody who has not been in that position, who is not qualified for that position, who does not even, you know, have the characteristics that we would think for somebody in that position to be there. You know what I'm saying? You're using, so, you're using the wrong word. That's not ableism. That's him expressing his opinion. You, you're conflating terms here. I'm not sure that you really know what that means, but that's not that's not ableism, honey. That's just him expressing his opinion. That's a political you, opinion. There, that is nothing she just said has anything to do with ableism. It has yeah. everything to do with the fact that she is a woman, a that, man is a man, and even me as a woman, I would never tell another sister what to do with her body. That's her body. That's her experience. True. Let me tell you. True. I get that. That's her body. True. I get that. Let me appeal to the heart on two different on two different things y'all said. In terms of a man telling you what to do with the body, it's just wild within itself because he doesn't know what it's like to be a woman. To put that in proper perspective, I had a miscarriage and my doctor, this happened like 15 years ago at the time, he told me that my body would naturally abort the baby and for me to go home. Well, that's not exactly what happened. You know, um, I actually got sick because it was some other things that should have happened that he didn't take care of. Um, which caused me to be in places with pregnant women emotionally. That was a drain on me to be in the same uh, same floor, the same room with somebody that's getting ready to have a baby while I've lost mine. And that was all through a directive of a man. So that's wild. That's extremely wild. Uh, my other point would be when uh, Pastor Jamal Walker, uh, Jamal Bryant was saying that um, the ba he made a reference to Herschel Walker being radio. Okay, here's another appeal to the heart. Uh, when I actually did have a baby, when I was able to carry a baby full term, we had some issues and I almost lost my life and my baby almost lost his life. Let's bring it full circle. Three years later, I got excited about him having to um, having the opportunity to be involved in group sports. Well, I somewhat have a pandemic baby because, you know, all of his life we've been inside. <laughs> so what's your point? The coaches made me feel as if something was wrong with my child. So what did I do? Even though I studied early childhood education and how some things should go, that as a parent, instantly, I got concerned, like, oh my God, what do I need to do? And the first thing I thought about was something being wrong with my child. Something is wrong with him. So I got him tested. I amped up on the education and I realized he was exactly where he needed to be, if not further along. Um, and so the issue was social and not cognitive. So <laughs> what matters to you, you know? You can't just be just willy-nilly saying things and not knowing how your words have effect. It, I'm sure it's plenty of people right in his congregation that got babies or children or family members that are something really wrong with them, that they really are like the reference that he made. And so you should never do that from your pulpit. I don't think you should rebuke from your pulpit. And especially if you know that, uh, to me, if it was nothing wrong with him saying that to somebody he trusted, if he wanted to say that, you can say whatever you want to say. But in a public forum, he should not have said that. That would be my thing. So my point is, what's important to you? Do we know that the Anti-Lynching Act just passed this year? That's crazy. I would have not have known that, for real, if I didn't watch, um, what is it, the government versus uh, Billie Holiday? Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. um, my body, 
my choice. That's important to me. What else is important to me? There's no help for the middle class. I'm a single black mother. I do well on paper, but what if I need help? There's no help for me. That's what's important to me. So what he should have did was talk about what's important in, in their community. What's going on in Atlanta currently? What's happening in Nashville currently? There are some loopholes in the slavery law. Why we still got slavery laws? Why? Why? See what I'm saying? So he shouldn't endorse one candidate. He shouldn't have been name dropping or anything. He should have just focused on what's important in our own backyard. And I yield there. I get that. And I completely agree. And I think that's that's what he was trying to do, but he probably took it too far. I get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying with that. So I, I just don't know why we go through that. these conversations and then Amani, we done went back and forth and argued, discussed. And then Amani come back and say something. And he says he agrees. <laughs> and no, he, he said the same that. thing earlier. Right, he said this earlier. I, we done told him five different times <laughs> that the man didn't address, you can address the issue and not the candidate. We done told him five different ways, five different times. He keep coming back with the same <laughs> question like we ain't already it's asked him. He gonna come back in five more it's minutes and say something else probably. Trying to fill in time. It's a podcast. Right, and then it's making y'all think too, because truth is, I mean, you know, I think other people be growing from this too, but I just, you know, me coming from the standpoint of being a leader, not being a pastor, but just being a leader, I always try to address social issues with the people that I manage. Like I said, I ain't nobody being nobody special, but these are conversations that I have with my community too, because truth is, early voting been started, and I've been pushing my friends, hey, y'all did y'all early voting yet? Y'all did y'all early voting yet? Next week is the actual voting date, but hey, the idea y'all early voting yet? Now, granted, I ain't telling them, oh, okay, go out here and vote for, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so. But at the same time, we're having those conversations that makes us like, okay, well, hey, do you agree with this? Do you not agree with that? But even if you don't agree with that, are you going to vote for him just because you don't agree with that or because you do? Because truth is, for a generation of people who don't vote, <laughs> who don't want to vote, when, I'm about, when I read the numbers literally this morning, 44% of us was excited to vote i think last year a last midterm or 2020 that number has been split in half to 24 and it's because i think a lot of times people aren't having those conversations and when we do have those conversations it's like well the world already seems effed up so why do we even care what truth is no we have to have these conversations because we care and people need to see about it like i think it was a real important point for him to bring this out in his message granted he probably did do it wrong it did go viral it kind of did go left however i think for leaders in any capacity, whether that's your teacher in school, whether it's your parents at home, your pastor in the pulpit, or your accountant at the bank. You know what I'm saying? I think that we all should be aware of what's going on in our community in order to help each other and to persuade each other to be better and to do better. Because too many people are just going with the flow of things, thinking stupidly, and just, you know, not really caring about things. But hey, it's ten thirty. Anybody else want to jump in before we get to final remarks? Yeah, real quick, real quick. While the conversations are necessary, the bigger part that I see, at least, as to why people get apathetic to the voting process is because the results that get promised never actually get actualized. To yeah, the fact yeah. that people talk a lot and then nobody holds their feet to the fire to make sure they do what it is they said they were going to do, and that's that you know we encourage all those voter turnouts for these reasons and we're gonna get after this we're gonna make this happen and then here we are four years later and i don't really see what you talking about um <laughs> i don't see joe you doing all the stuff you was talking about Thanks. i don't see how we don't have 
with control over two houses of government, how it is the things that were supposed to have happened or that you said were going to happen and they haven't happened. There's a problem here and it makes people apathetic because that's where you get the issue of, I don't think my vote's going to matter because even if we get the person we're aiming for in office, are they actually going to do the work they said they were going to do? And too Mm -hmm. often the answer to the second question is no. But because that's they the fact, promised in the first place. We got to about, you got to think about the filibusters too. There's there's filibusters and stuff that's happening from the other parties as well that makes those things become difficult. You know, there's still. So here's the thing, JY. Here's my challenge with that statement. Right. Here's my challenge. I'm sorry. Here's my challenge with the statement. Our government all is somehow always able to get the things that they want to do done. Yeah. Period. When special interest groups pop up that help fund some of these candidates and they decide, hey, we want this change made, that change can get made no matter what. But stuff that actually helps the majority of people somehow languishes in conversation um, and gets filibustered against. And suddenly we can't get X, Y, or Z done. But let it be something that, that is tied to some folk who got some money to help push an issue. And all of a sudden, look, uh, oh, we in a we honestly, I wish this was Friday. I wish this was Friday. <laughs> Let me say this. Let me see if I can say it this way. There were a few incidences that happened against a particular demographic in this country. And they got a whole bill sponsored in their name in like two weeks. You're right. Right. Um, because that particular community has a, ha, is well known for being able to um, um, put their money where their mouth is and help to affect change. Um, and yes, you struggling. So you struggling. Issues, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying real hard to be careful how I say what I'm trying to say. But there are other issues that are arguably far more important that somehow don't get the support necessary to get through the chambers of, con- of Congress. I find that interesting. So, and as somebody who still is closely aligned with our government and ways of of getting paid, um, I see it all the time. I see it all the time. When there's a thing that they want done, oh, they can get it done. And if they don't want to do it, no matter how much public support there is for it, somehow it manages to not be able to get completed. All right, I'm going to stop. And Pat's acting. So I agree with your statement even when it comes to that voter turnout. But then you got to think about it. So for, and I think we oftentimes look at the big picture too much. So we think about Biden, like you mentioned. We'd be like, oh, well, I ain't Joe. It's been two years and he ain't did that. Okay, well, oftentimes, and even me thinking big but small, oftentimes you can't do too much in two years. Now, I get it, what you're saying. Like, if they want something done, they can get it done. But then I'm thinking about um, Warnock, who's already been U.S. Senate for two years. And he's running against Herschel, who's saying that same thing, like, oh, well, he's been up there two years already. He ain't doing nothing but siding with Biden, and Biden ain't doing nothing. Well, that's what, you know, like like you said, that's what's kind of discouraging voting in a certain aspect because now it seems like, oh, well, what they doing, what they doing. And then truth is, you know, I believe my boy up there doing some good work. I believe he and Washington doing some good work. But when we have that type of rhetoric being pushed, like, oh, girl, things supposed to just happen overnight, you know what I'm saying, in two years for the black community because we got a black man and a Jew in the Senate for Georgia now. It's like, uh, come on now. Can we have a couple of more years? Can we have, like, can we 
can we back them up some type of way? So, so I think um, Anthony Lennon said this. I think what has to be understood is a lot of change that we want to see does not happen on the national level. It, it, it is not, it is not happening right. in those elections. It is your local elections, right? Yep. The, what takes so long to do on the national level and what has taken the Biden administration, I said administration, administration, so long is in order to implement new policies, you've got to undo what's already there. Yeah. If you do it the right way, right? Um, and so that has had to happen, but then also have to understand a lot of federal legislation. See, people didn't watch this, right? A lot of pushback for the stuff that we want has gotten struck down by not Supreme Court judges, but federal district judges. Say that, Carlos. And those were appointed during the Trump administration. See, pe- people, th- those are the small things. Yeah, that people didn't watch, and so now you're you're doing you're having to try to undo all this stuff, try to do all these federal appointments, trying to get people confirmed through the Senate, all of that. Do you know why we don't have that that the little student loan relief that we have right now? Because two days before it was to go into effect on that Sunday, a federal judge blocked it. So that's the kind of stuff that happens. And so when when we have not educated our, when our people have, when people, period, have not been educated properly in the process of civic engagement and how it works, then there are the perceptions out there that the president not doing what the president is supposed to do, all this stuff. Right. When the truth of the matter is, a lot of the work that the president and the vice president are doing, they just trying to protect us from getting bombed and blowed up every day. Right, <laughs> right. People like where is Kamala doing international affairs because that's what the VP does. Yeah, she 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 not supposed to be out here shaking hands and kissing babies all day. She right. trying to protect us from getting shot up. Anthony, am, am I telling the truth? Like the, the 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 VP is it's when it comes to international affairs, that's her work. That's the VP's work. And we worried about the wrong stuff. Every day we hear about somebody got a, a nuclear missile that they aim in our way. And people forget that we're not that far from other continents and other countries. We're really not that far from Russia. Right across the water, I think it's 75 miles. Right. So, I'll shut up. No, Carlos, you, you, you definitely hit it. I tell people all the time, y'all have no clue. You, you throw them away when they mail the stuff to your house on these local candidates. You don't care yeah. about the governor and everything else. You eeny, meeny, miny, moin, and then you wondering why, you know, certain stuff is getting overturned. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, because that's what they do. They don't know, oh, this name sound black. Let me vote for them. No. You don't know what they stand for. Oh, they Democrat. They, they Democratic. I'm going to just sign on it. I, I will tell you guys, I voted for the first time Republican here in Maryland. We had a governor who stood for everything I stand for. The Democratic um, candidate was a black man. and Everybody was just ready to jump on it. But I didn't agree with nothing he had going on. Nothing. I, didn't, I just didn't agree with that. So I voted for the Republican candidate because I liked what I saw. I liked the track record I'd already seen. That's what I did. And I voted him in for, for a second term. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta do your own 
research. Like Joe can't save you. Kamala can't save if they Logan give your solid. State, yeah, if they give your if they give your state fifty billion dollars right now, it's your governor and those other officials who determine where it goes. Bingo. Yep, so you, yep. those are the people that you need to be looking out for. The That's people why who do put in, in that office, county CEO, even Stacy can't save y'all, Georgia. I hate to tell you, she the, she finna be the governor. She gonna help us. That's nice, but will your county execs do the same? Well, I'm at That's what point. I'm saying. It's if, it's it's far more personal than that. You gotta if, think. You gotta think local up. Ebony, mm. can I add to that? Can I give a prime example of what you're talking about? Go ahead. So here in New York City, we have what's in some districts called participatory budgeting. And that is where the money is given from the federal government to the state, and then the state gives it to the cities. And with participatory budgeting, the city council members decide where that money goes. Yeah. So, the, so they, they may get $100 million for one district. The, the council person over that district gets to decide where that money goes, but guess how they decide? It's decided by the people who are in the community that are the advocates that know how to work the civic system. So while all that money comes to New York, there are communities that suffer with all that money being funded because on the local level, it's being decided who gets what, what school gets what, what agency gets what. And so that's how much it's impacted. The federal government, like, here go the money. But it's your local people that are deciding where it goes. And when you come here to New York City, you can have two schools on the same street. One of them may have got $10 million because they knew how to get into the system. And another school may be falling apart. But guess what? The, the city council was able to decide where that money went. Mm, mm, mm. Anybody else? Pastor Reed, you there? You want to jump in? Pastor Sean, I see you down there. You want to jump in? Look, look, I was I was just brushing my wonderful teeth that I'm trying to keep. Listen, uh, <laughs> what's funny though? I was just thinking, the governor of our of our great state. I didn't know uh, for the first few years at all that he was even in a wheelchair. Oh wow! Now that. Is, now, please understand, it doesn't make a, that's not making a difference. But it was so hidden. It was so hidden that we didn't pay attention. Nobody was really paying attention. But then now, this candidacy, he's running. He's run. He's, he's done this for eight years. Now he's using all of that as a as a uh, as a thing for his can for his running again. My point is, hold on. Now he's using his disability to run. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, he's you know, it's, it's oh, see, uh -uh, he, he's, he's telling his, he's telling his entire story. He's telling his entire story when he did not do that eight years ago. My point though is, is that um, none of if you can run and do your job, do your job. I don't care. I don't if you can have a disability or an ability or whatever we call in that now. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be funny about that. I just don't know what it's called, um, but. Do, all I ask you to do is run, run the gut, run the state. Do what you're supposed to do. Make sure that when we have a winter snap, that the the whole um, uh, that when everything then just fall fall 
fall down. We shouldn't have we should have lost any persons because there was lack of power because the power grid was was weakened. And you've allowed, or whatever, whoever did, allowed it to be a thing where these folks could, could run a system that was subpar. Um, I'd put it in the chat. I could care less. I could care less whether or not you, uh, as a doctor or whoever you are, whether you know God or not. That really don't bother me. Can you do the job? Because if you can do the job, then we can work. I can work my part. I did my doctor to know God, Pastor Charles. Let, let me pray. Listen, <laughs> let, let me pray. Let me pray. If you're an atheist, if you're an atheist, but you're a specialist at a particular thing that's going to help me do what I need to do, work your gift. You do what you got to <laughs> do because I can care less. I can care. Let me pray. I'll pray. And I got folks that know how to pray. You just do your job and let, let you know, guide your hands, Lord Jesus, and do what you do. You may not believe in God, but God believes That's in you. Serious. You do what you got to do. My process, I, I don't need, I don't need all that. I don't need the candidate to be a Christian right now. Because right now, these ones that are saying they are, are, are showing me that they are not the ones that I, that believe in the Bible. <laughs> so, listen. Just saying that you're a good politician <laughs> and that you know what to do. I mean, and that you can you can make sure that the money's go where they're supposed to go. I'm listening to uh to uh to to um I'm Lord, I'm punching but to Nick. I'm listening to him. He's saying, you know, this kind of stuff, this should never be. There should be there should not be two schools next to each other. One one looks impoverished and the other one is state of the art with the latest computers and everything like that. That should not be. I mean, and the thing is, is that if we hold even our people to the fire that we were supposed to be, by making sure that when they come around and they, you know, we need to ask some questions. They need to have, when they start having, and people don't do this. They have, some of these people have these um, campfires, um, outdoor, the fireside chats and stuff like that. We don't go to that stuff. I'm too busy. I'm yep. doing ministry. I'm doing ministry. I'm just, no, no. Go to these, go to these town hall meetings and see what they're talking about. And ask them questions. I have a, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to be done. In my little area, they had this whole thing where the older part of our city um, was supposed to have funding. They done squeezed that place into a smaller place now, which takes me out of, or takes our church out of that little area. We're still a part of the old town of Colleen, but we're not a part of the of, of that little square they got now where all this funding is supposed to go, where you can fix your fix your uh, business up and fix, do, reface stuff. And I want to know, why is that? If I'm a part of the old town area, why is that circle so uh, or that square so small? And why is it that, that in that square, those folks have already fixed up their stuff? Now, oh, it's time to open the square up some more so that some of us can have some of that money. I got questions, but if you're going to let stuff kind of glaze by and, oh, that ain't for me, or let me go in the, let me go into the closet and pray, or the God, he's steadily showing you what to do. He's giving you opportunity and giving you the, the, put it right in your face. They're having a town hall meeting concerning the city of Colleen, such and such and such. Well, what are you doing? You ain't got service that night. Get your butt up and go and see what they're talking about. I rest my mic. God bless. Hallelujah. Pastor Charles, if I need, if I have surgery on me, I need my surgery to know God. I don't know about you. I'm going to need us to pray together. I'm going to pray for myself. <laughs> he got to know God. He needs to pray too. <laughs> I don't need no atheists operating on me. <laughs> Okay, yeah, okay. And the and the, and the Christian, the Christian glazed through 
medical school while the atheist was very meticulous and got all A's. You know what? <laughs> Come on, atheist. So, okay. Go ahead and do this talk. So go ahead, go ahead and get your Christian. Oh, you oh, you going with the Christian because he got a C on on his on his final exam. C for Christian. Oh, he got a C. But the atheist got an A. Oh, A. <laughs> oh. I'm just saying. Oh, we, Charles, you know, don't act like we don't do that in Christianity. We do be prejudiced to our own people. He a Christian, I'm going with him. So, yeah, that's just how you, it works. You know what? I, you know what? And here's the thing. I would gladly, if a Christian is doing something reputable and they're doing what's right, the Christian, African-American, whatever, be just whatever. I don't care. Do what you're going to do. But listen to this. I go to many wonderful, wonderful Chinese restaurants in this area. But if you could, if I find out that you got a band aid in some food, in some fried rice, I ain't going to see you anymore. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Facts. Listen, you said the quote that um, that um, our senator says uh, on his campaign. He said, "If somebody hires you to do a job, do the job they hired you to do. That's it. Plain and simple." And if you can get that right, then hey, the rest is the rest will probably be a cakewalk. But just do the job they hired you to do. Anybody listen, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. But I just I'm, listen. Y'all better stop looking. I want a Christian doctor. Who I want a Christian? You better check his credentials. I'm a. I am a personal witness to that. The day I found out I had to have my baby. Um, my doctor, she was, she was a white woman. She was great. Unfortunately, she didn't see me that last appointment. Some, when we talk about men telling us about our bodies, especially black women, this white doctor completely dismissed everything I said, felt like he knew my body better than me, told me I was fine. Next thing I know, I show up, I'm on death's door and now I got to have my baby. My doctor came in. She, I'm watching her like advocate for me. She literally was out. She was not supposed to be there. I watched her run in, in her coat, scarf and everything. She's taking everything off, running everything. She's like, okay, let me go get scrubbed in. Da da da. We're gonna get the C-section going, whatever. And the NICU doctors were telling me all of this stuff. You know, your baby, this. She's got an eighty percent chance of this and this and this and this. And she's probably gonna be a pound and this and this this is this. And she saw me getting overwhelmed and she stopped and she said, guys. She believes in Jesus Christ. So give her time to pray to her God. And we're all going to believe for a miracle before we go in here. When I tell you, I stopped and cracked my neck like, excuse me. Like we all just kind of turned. I was like, oh, bet. Oh, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I never had a doctor advocate for me like that. And I knew that she was not a terribly religious person um, because we had had a, she heard my husband singing before she came in the room and she asked him like, where do you sing? Whatever. And, you know, he talked about being a gospel artist and all of that. And she, you know, basically told us, you know, she didn't believe in one particular faith, but the fact that she knew that God used her to literally save my life and to keep me from going in there thinking that something was going to happen to my daughter. Like, so I don't care honestly, what they believe. Do do your job, respect my beliefs, and we'll be good. Facts. That makes sense. That actually makes sense. I mean, yeah, I ain't gonna mind if the doctor pray with me. I'm gonna feel better about it. I want everybody I know to know Jesus at least a little bit. <laughs> Anybody else want to chime in? I hate that we didn't even really get to the topic today, but 
Right. We really did um, get this hard work. It kind of, no, I mean, it kind of played in, you know, like even with the whole publicity piece, Um, you know, we started off talking about, uh, honestly, the, the part, I don't even get how Jam- Jamal had anything to do with the topic or how that clip had anything to do with it, but I, I'll connect it like this. Um, I think that there is this uh, assumption that the uh, I mean there are going to be struggles there are going to be obstacles there are going to be roadblocks whatever you want to call it in the path to success but I think where we uh, were some I, I don't like we let me not say we because that's not a generalization um, but I think some people feel like unless you struggled unless you came from the bottom unless you know it's just been a super hard time you know, that you aren't deserving of success or it can happen. I have experienced right. many sweatless victories in my life. I have many, many. But then there are some things that I really suffered for and suffered to get to. Um, and I value the successes just the same because I know that they only came from one place and they came from above. Um, any good that I've gained, any good that I've done, I know who it is through. I know who gave me the power to do that. I know who blessed me with that. Um, so I don't think that there always has to be a, you know, you can't be anointed if, if you ain't did, if you know, you ain't hailing. Everybody's process looks different. Everybody's not brought up, that, which is why we try to, you know, kill the generalizations even in here as much as possible because everybody's walk is not the same. Everybody doesn't have that negative, you know, the church pressured me, the church, the church, the church. No, your preacher, your pastor, whoever that was said that, that organization said that the church at large did not do that. Uh, which is why I love when J Charity kind of comes in to that defense because it's true. Uh, the church did not. There's so much, you know, generalization, um, you know, when it comes to that. It it does not help those who may be looking to come in if we, the church, are always talking about how terrible the church at large is. It's just it's not productive. Um, but you know, I think that, um, and even, I mean, I, I do believe sometimes there, there are instances where you may have to suffer in order to reign. Shoot. My daughter is named after that scripture, um, because of our process to, to parenthood. Um, but that's not my testimony in every area of my life. Um, through that suffering, it birthed many sweatless victories. I got elected to a board. There were people who had 20 years experience. And I'm the one who made the state board and I've got what four, you know, so there was some sweatless victories that, you know, I obtained. There were some things that God, you know, just opened the door and made easy for me. I've not paid for one of my LLCs yet. God has always told me he's giving me the vision and somebody always comes and gives me the money to do it. Never fails. Sorry, y'all got a call. Um, I now have three. God always sends someone, you know, to do that. So there, everything just is not indicative of some, you know, every success is not indicative of some terrible, hard struggle. But you will have to put in the work. You will have to do the work to get there or to maintain said thing. But no, I do not think that struggle is is necessarily synonymous with success. And I agree. I agree. I think everybody's process just looks different because even when we talked about how this started off, we talked about the process of how it may look like for Walker or Warnock versus how it looked like for um, a person like Walker, who we said was kind of, it was Abel's house, so and so talked about him. Now, granted, he had those challenges and stuff like that, and he struggled, I mean, a long time. Like, he's admitted that, even his commercials and stuff like that. But then, like you said, it's not also, it's kind of also ableist to say a person 
doesn't deserve to be in that spot, that position, just because they have struggled in a different way. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes we tend to devalue other people because their process to be successful in their eyes and in their way is different from our process. You know what I'm saying? So I just think, you know, the struggle for us, the struggle for, well, me, let me put it like that. The struggle for me and my generation is, you know, that we often see those type of people that say, okay, well, hey, you're supposed to be working hard. You're supposed to be working like this. You're supposed to be working like this. When truth is, my generation has found success in other ways. We didn't have to, you know, some of us, of course, went to school, but we find success outside of school. You know what I'm saying? I tell people all the time, you know, I didn't. I went to school for three years. I didn't stay all three because by the time my third year came, internships was coming, paying internships was coming, and I was already, you know what I'm saying, getting offers to do certain things that I knew was in my career, things that I wanted to do. So my pattern to success may not have been, you know, everybody else's pattern when they finished school. Even like I said with Herschel Walker, his pattern to being, you know, deemed worthy of being the next U.S. Senate may not be the same as Raphael Warnock, but it's not necessarily to discredit him because I definitely see them as two equals. However, I definitely want to understand or I wanted to get into a conversation where we understood, I guess, the value of both like i think you can learn from anybody but i think sometimes we devalue people because we see their quote-unquote disability or we see them in a place that they may not be as worthy or as effective as us so it's hard for us to learn from those type of people it's hard for us to be put people in positions who may be good for us but we just dislike them because of x y and z you know so it's just that but we'll get into it more tomorrow yeah i know we got friday and we can't always say what we want to say, but, you know what I'm saying, I don't record the lines. But, you know, Friday, we definitely going to get into it a little bit deeper because I think it is a, it's, a, it's an interesting topic. It's an interesting topic, I think, especially if we want to see our country grow, if we want to see America grow. But, um, ooh, I'm going to myself. But, um, yeah, let's go ahead and get to final remarks, final remarks and question of the day. Um, Hold on. I have to work upstairs because I don't know what the question of the day is. Was anybody want to say anything though before we get to final remarks? Did y'all want to say anything before we get there? Okay, if not, then we can. Okay, no, that's the question of the day for tomorrow. That's the question of the day for tomorrow because one thing I'm trying to improve, and I already scheduled tomorrow's show and Monday's show, and probably got the question of the day for tomorrow, but we're gonna get into it for tomorrow, so I'm gonna leave it for tomorrow. So just get to final remarks. No question of the day today. I'm running up and down trying to cook and run over. So, yeah, we just want to go ahead and get out the way because I got a call actually at 11 right now anyway. So, yeah, let's do final remarks. Pull to refresh who you guys are on the stage, and we're going to go in that order, starting with Ebony, Carlos, Imani, J. Charity, Anthony, and Pastor Charles. Let's go. Um, Great conversation today. It's always love hearing the viewpoints. I think we've agreed for the majority of the room um, on our stances. Um, we've agreed on a person. Um, we've agreed on how we feel about what they said. Um, but it was interesting to hear where everybody else is coming from. A lot um, of great points have been made today. And um, I've definitely enjoyed the conversation. Y'all got me through some work. And appreciate it as always. I hope you guys have an amazing day. And God willing, I will see you guys back here tomorrow. Awesome. Who's it on next? Uh, Carlos, it's on you. Do do do.
All right, I guess he's gone. Money, you there? Yeah, who's next? All right, as always, good conversation. I like being around you guys, hearing y'all different thoughts and views. Y'all got me through some work too, so I appreciate that. Also, I pray that we also are like Fred Hampton. Uh, I am the revolutionary. I hope we are the change that we want to see. And with that, I bid you all a great day. If I Jay Charity, it's on you. Sorry, yeah, I'm on a, a training call. I got to work with Adidas tomorrow. Um, Jay Charity, it's on you. Do do do. No, this is a good conversation. I guess um, I am always working, so um, just trying to um, um, remember that um, we're all called to um, care for each other, even those who may not know um and i i really enjoyed the conversation and how we stay true to well most of us stay true to um to what we think how we feel and um, i look forward to being around tomorrow hopefully everyone having has a good day awesome thank you much thank you much um pastor charles because it's like pastor anthony's on the phone Thank you for allowing me to be, first of all, late on this conversation. Um, it is a great day um, to be alive and a great time to be alive. And I'm glad that I am reasonable in the moment and thinking that I can actually have a, have an opinion and it not be uh, so far-fetched that we can't <laughs> do what we got to do. So amen. I think that's a great thing. Um, I'm looking forward to continued conversations. Of course, we're starting our conference uh, starting tonight. So please be be in prayer with us as we go forward to do what he is calling us to do. I'm thanking him that he's given us this opportunity. It's not a big old, it's not big, but it's big to us. And so um, we're not gonna be we're not gonna be uh, putting it online. It's a it's a women's conference, so we want to be able to have the women to be able to enjoy themselves and enjoy the freedom that they need to receive uh, in the midst of this. So amen. So pray for my wife as well. She's one of the speakers this year. This is the first year. It's her conference. And it's her first year of her actually speaking. So I'll uh, be praying with her and for her. Um, but I already know she's got the word. And, and she's going to give uh, what God has given her to give to the women uh, on Saturday. Um, but other than that, thank the Lord. And remember, everybody, listen, first of all, let me just say this. You are enough. Do not let anybody tell you that, you know, you don't have the goods. You don't have all this kind of stuff. Forget that. That's not true. You are enough. You are perfect for God's purpose. Everything that you are supposed to be, God has it resident inside of you. And all you have to do is get to a place to unlock it and open it up and spread it out for the world to be able to see. We love you. I love you and have a most wonderful and a prosperous and a glorious day today. Amen. Thank you, folks. Pastor Charles, can you press out real quick? Yes, thank you. Lord, we thank you for this moment, for this day, Lord, that you have made. Thank you, God, that, Lord, today we we were on the wake-up list. Thank you that you've given us another opportunity to live for you and to spread your gospel, Lord, in the way that you want us to. Thank you for letting us be alive, Lord. Thank you that we're alive. We're cognizant. We're, we're able to move. We're able to have reasonable health and strength. Thank you that we have this moment to serve you now lord even as we go through this day right now collect our thoughts put things in line and put things in order 
and we can do what you've called us to do. I thank you now, Lord, for your power and strength. And Lord, we ask you for wisdom. And you told us, Lord, that if we ask, you would give it to us and you won't hold back on us. So Lord, pour it out on us. Let it overflow in Jesus' name. Bless this day. Bless our capacity. Whatever needs to be moved out, move it out, God, that we can receive the more of you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen. Everyone Thank you so knows. much, Pastor Charles. All right, yeah, I gotta hop on this, uh, finish this 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 little uh, session with them, um, because I'm booked tomorrow. But remember, I love you guys. I'm praying for you guys. I hope you have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive day, Pastor Charles. We should be texting you so and so. Look out for that in a second. Once I finish this, I'm gonna probably text you or call you. Um, I hope y'all do a great job tonight. Um, on y'all conference, I'm gonna be praying for you guys as well. Um, and I'll see you guys again tomorrow morning. Remember, I love y'all. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. This room is ending in three, two, one. Bye. Bye.